The hierarchy of power in the podcast universe is about to change. It's harmless phosphorescence. Everyone, this is Throw Smiley. I'm here to restore peace to this podcast, and I will use force if necessary. Who's joining me this week? Tell them the man in black sent you. I'm Johnny Cash. I just want to get zapped by the rock. I'm Brian Lesh. I'm Alaric Weber, and I don't waste my words on the dead. <laughs> and that's it. Or the living. <laughs> yeah, that's <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Very economical. <laughs> Yeah, Al Al's been saving his words for a while. He's a word he's like a word billionaire words. at this point. You, you can get something with those, Al. Yeah. You like camel cash. Uh, uh this is Harmless Phosphorescence. It's the podcast where we watch every theatrically released full-length live action superhero ever made. We gather some research into the production and the source material, and we tell you all about it. This show is brought to you by our patrons, patrons like executive producers Michael Beckwith and Atticus Burkett. You want to be a patron too, go to patreon.com slash harmless entertainment. We got a lot of shows there, which you cannot hear on our main feed. Um, let We uh, just put up uh, BMX Bandits for our monthly movie. We're going to be doing The Leprechaun this month <laughs> in honor of St. Patrick's Day. Um, and uh, there's a bunch of others. In honor of St. Patrick's Day. We were going to read Finnegan's Wake. Uh, uh. That's right. <laughs> we decided the leprechaun is the only thing that the Irish More really care about. <laughs> Celebration. <laughs> but this week, this week on Harmless Phosphorescence, we are watching Black... Adam. Black Adam. What have your powers ever given to you? Nothing but heartache. I was a slave until I died. Then I was reborn a god. My son sacrificed his life to save me. Now, I kneel before no one. In this world, there are heroes. And there are villains. Heroes don't kill people. Well, I do. My vision has shown me the future. You have two choices. You can be the destroyer of this world. Or you can be its savior. Up to you. Behind you! Did he just catch a rocket? He caught a rocket. 
Black Adam. Uh, it was released on October 21st, 2022. <laughs> uh, it had a running time of 125 minutes. It cost $260 million. And when it, we finally, when we get to July and Guardians, will it be like, this was released yesterday? <laughs> well, I mean... <laughs> No, I know. Yeah, we're 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 gonna have a little bit of a, up. Yeah, we're gonna have a little bit of a delay on uh pretty much everything in twenty twenty three and going forwards because you know we'll be doing things in between to keep ourselves busy. <laughs> wow. But it's funny, like I know for myself, but uh, I, I can get the top ten answers right on a 25, 30 year old movie. Oh. But it's like this came out last year. What? Yeah, I'd be like, I have no idea what these movies are you're talking about. <laughs> yeah, well, and that's only partly due to like the recency, but also like, like I don't know, theater movies have changed. What's in the theater? What's popular has is different than it used to be. Well, and how they sell it to us. I mean, it used to be commercials. Like we saw a trailer and we're like, oh, that's on my list. Now you have to seek out the trailers. Well, just... absolutely, but also, like, also, it used to be like everyone went to go see all the movies oh, yeah. in a theater. Like, yes. I saw, sure. I saw thirteen going on thirty in the theater. Like, what the fuck? Like, who didn't? <laughs> and at this it's point, not as bad a movie. <laughs> no, it's not that. It wasn't that bad. But also, like, at this point, it's like I don't know. I don't know if I want to go see this. $300 million movie in the theater or if I just want to wait to watch it on my phone while I'm falling asleep one night. <laughs> yeah. Change uh, the landscape. Yeah, but yes, uh, it cost $260 million um, and it made $393 million worldwide, so it was pretty disappointing. Um, but it made all of that money back. That surprises me. It, it made it back worldwide, but like it has to do triple to actually be in profit is the general yeah. rule of thumb. So that was so, it, it needed to do seven fifty basically wow. for the first. It, it didn't do better. Yeah, it got super bad word of mouth. Like like yeah, it it opened strong and then everyone was like, eh, meh, don't do it. Yeah. Um, I wonder how Shazam did. I can't remember. Oh, Shazam was a hit. Was that a profitable? Yeah, yeah. Shazam. Shazam did like between five to six, I think, and it only cost like ninety. So it was. They uh, should have put that in the random moviegoer's brain that there was a connection. Yeah. Even in the trailer we just saw, he doesn't say Shazam, and maybe that's a reveal. But why wouldn't you have a cameo with the arch character? It's kind of weird that you yeah. don't say enemy or villain, but like, it's kind of weird that he wasn't in it in some way. Like even in like a post a reference, a post credits, anything. Like I know we yeah. got we got you know our Henry Cavill post credits, but which was fun. Um, but yeah, even in the kids' room, which is full of DC character memorabilia, yeah, there's no. It's just. Just weird. They that is so far away. It is really weird, especially considering, like, with the history of the characters and the history of the 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 this film development. It's weird that there was no connection to the very successful Shazam film, which is getting a sequel this year. Right. Yeah. So the average moviegoer that doesn't know anything, they went and saw what they thought was a new character being introduced entirely. And, you know, 
You can't assume that people know. I wonder if they thought they didn't need it because of the star power of the rock. I think that's probably what it came down to. Like, oh, yeah. (sighs) It was a passion project for him. It's it's the same exact crowd as the Fast and the Furious will go and see Well, yeah, no, no. The Rock rock and his history with this character is fascinating. We will get into that. But in the meantime, guys, you ready to play the box office top 10 game? Here is the game where I'm going to describe the top 10 movies of the week of October 21st, 2022. That that far off distant time in the past. And uh, you, the fellows here are going to try to guess what movie I am describing. You ready to play, y'all? Shazam. I'm looking at this list and it's like, oh my <laughs> Let's use God. Shazam. I can't. Oh my God. Okay. At number... At number 10 for the week of October 21st, 2022, a fashion model celebrity couple join an eventful cruise for the super rich. Triangle of Sadness? Triangle of Sadness. Yes. I just watched that. Me, I, Yeah, me too, like a week ago. I thought that was about a percussionist. <laughs> just playing their triangle of sadness. I was disappointed it had nothing to do with the Bermuda Triangle. <laughs> Nobody talks about the Bermuda Triangle anymore. Right, Bermuda Triangle, uh, like like uh, quicksand. Yeah, um, catching yeah, on fire. What happened to that? Yeah, <laughs> catching like on. Mulaney said, "As a child, I was taught that that was a constant hazard." <laughs> to be on the lookout for quicksand. Judging by the number of times I was told about stop, drop, and roll, I thought people got caught on fire constantly. <laughs> That's a good point. Just all the time. Yeah. Um, as far as the Bermuda Triangle question, we have better technology. <laughs> yeah, we're no it's longer... It's easier to keep track of a plane or boat. <laughs> yeah. That's what I... they want you to think. <laughs> yeah. that's what Some people is. say that maybe they don't. <laughs> yeah, uh, it's kind of like how suddenly all the alien sightings and ghost sightings stopped once we all started carrying cameras in our pockets at all times. Have you noticed well, that the alien sightings have gone up in the sense that we are getting better footage from space of like ice particles and shit falling, mm-hmm. right? And right, and scale is hard to measure when you're at such great heights that. People are like, oh, my God, look, it's a little tiny cube. And I'm like, yeah, it's a fucking piece of ice off the fuselage of something. My favorite, Probably this aircraft. <laughs> my favorite was that period in the 2000s when um, because uh, 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 digital cameras of low quality make um, make uh, dust particles uh, look like little balls when they hit the light. So suddenly there yes. were orbs everywhere. Orbs. Yeah. Orbs. Yeah, those are spirits. Yeah, I saw a video just recently where it was like, "What the fuck is that?" And then it was clearly a satellite re-entering orbit. Oh. But it just, people are just so fucking dumb that it's just so. Like, and everybody else shares it. I'm like, That's, I follow, I'm not an expert. That's what that looks like. I follow World Star on Instagram, and it always <laughs> makes me laugh. I, and I love fucking World Star. I've been going right. to World Star since I was a teenager. Um, but they always post rocket launches where you can see the plume in the sunset going, what do you think that is? People in the fucking comments are just like going bonkers. But like, oh, it's that's an easy enough thing to explain what that is. It's fucking rocket. Launch. A couple. Yeah, there was like two or three months ago. There was a uh, like 
I was walking outside with uh, Moon. We were walking the dogs or something, and there was like a crazy ass looking thing just going through the sky, and everyone was like, "What is that? What is that?" And I literally was like, "Oh, SpaceX." Okay. <laughs> like took yeah. the phone out. Yeah. <laughs> Thirty Found seconds. Out. It's SpaceX. Yeah. It's confusing though because of scale and the angles and things. But yeah, that's UFO sightings will never go away. We will continue no. to think that we're seeing stuff because confirmation bias. It's why you a, a, a skeptic never says, "Oh, I saw a ghost." Yeah. It's always people that believe in ghosts. Yeah. Yeah. And kind of want to see a ghost. Well, I've been spooked before, but it doesn't mean I saw a ghost. Yeah. Right. Well, something fell. <laughs> I'm yeah. gonna go on with my life if you don't mind. <laughs> so, all right, at number nine at the box <laughs> office for the week of October 21st, 2022, <laughs> a 1950s housewife living with her husband in a utopian experimental community begins to worry that his glamorous company could be hiding disturbing secrets. That's a fucked Harry up Styles. movie. Have you seen it? Yeah, Harry no, Styles. No, not yet. Olivia um, Wilde. I heard it's it was pretty good. Is it? I, I heard. I thought so. I heard Harry Styles was terrible. <laughs> I haven't watched it yet. Really? Yeah. Oh, I disagree. Sorry, you guys were talking over each other. What was the name of the movie? We haven't said yet. Oh, it's called oh, yeah. something Hello Dear or It's, it's Okay Don't here. Worry Darling. Don't Worry That's Darling. Right. I know there this was... This is the one that uh, Chris Pine looked like he got spit on by Harry Styles and the internet erupted into... Insanity. Whether or not that happened. Yeah. Oh, I, I love that. Chris Pine does a great moment. job as this sinister character. This is... Really? Yeah. Oh, He's I mean, like Chris, an Elon Musk type character, but it's in the 50s. I fucking love but Chris he, Pine. Yeah, he is great. Yeah. I thought the whole movie was good. This is, this is the one where apparently like Olivia Wilde um, and Florence Pugh got into a big uh, a big feud because Olivia Wilde started dating Harry Styles and then Florence Pugh thought she was giving him preferential treatment, blah, blah, blah. Stupid. She's fantastic in it, of course. Yeah. Yeah. She's an incredible actress. Yeah, it's got some like Stepford Wives themes. It's, yeah, it's interesting. I've been listening because um, I've been doing. I know, I know, we're not all fans of it, but I've been doing a Scrubs rewatch, and I've been listening to a podcast that Zach Braff and Donald Faison have. Um, mm-hmm. And I didn't realize Zach Braff was was living and dating Florence Pugh for a long time. I think they broke up now or something, but, um, huh. And so she, Florence Pugh would come on and do like a cooking corner. She, she'd like tell you how to like make specialty pizzas and stuff. Far out. Yeah. It was fun. Anyways. Um, at number eight, uh, for the week of October 21st, 2022 in the ninth. Oh, this, Oh, this movie. Okay. In the 1930s, three friends witness a murder, are framed for it, and uncover one of the most outrageous plots in American history. Is this Amsterdam? It is Amsterdam, yeah. That was all right. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's, that, yeah. It really didn't get much traction for a movie by, uh, what's his face? uh, Oselznik, right? No. David O. Oh, oh. David O. Selznick's dead. Yeah, not O. Selznick. What's his MGM. name? David. What is, what is his name? It's a. Uh... S. Goyer. <laughs> he has his hand in everything. But I felt the same way as I did, like with Babylon and some of the other, like. O. Russell. Blockbusters that are up. Oh, Dave, yeah, it is David O. Russell. Yeah. And then what? There's another one. Yeah, anyways. They, they were like, eh, okay. Babylon, same thing. Like, all right. Yeah. But not great. Mm. 
I, Babylon, I haven't seen yet. I'm, I'm planning on watching it soon, but I've heard, I've heard both good and bad. I had to try it three different times before I, mm. I was like, okay, I, I get what they're trying to do. I don't hmm. know if I'm entertained, but I get it now. This, I've, I, uh, yeah, I, <laughs> I don't know. I this, I, I realized just this week that I actually have watched all ten of the movies that were nominated for Best Picture this year, and I was like, oh no. It's funny, we were talking about the theater-going experience. Um, Babylon, and I know, um, fuck the Fablemans, or whatever, what's fuck that called? <laughs> it's just called the Fablemans. Oh, I thought there was a, like, meet no, the Fablemans. No, no, because I keep, I didn't call meet Dirty. the Fablemans, because, like, meet the Feebles, meet the Fablemans. Right. The Peter Jackson. Yeah, so these movies that just, like, celebrate sitting in a theater. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, that was Steven That's Spielberg. That's what Babylon's about, it turns mm. out. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, I mean, I heard like the entire last like 10 minutes is just a montage of other movies. Yeah, to this awesome um, score. Mm. It, no, it, it's... That's the thing I was talking about getting. Is at first, it just seems like a, a movie about decadent old Hollywood. But it shows us the... Spike Jones plays um, Eric von Stroheim. I don't know if you know who that guy was. But, yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. yeah but wow. it goes from uh, silent pictures to talkies and what that did to Hollywood. And then, yeah, he goes to see him. Anyway. Well, Sorry. all right. At, <laughs> uh, at number seven this week... Speaking of the theater experience, after being resurrected by a sinister entity... Art the Clown returns to the timid town of Miles County where he targets a teenage girl and her younger brother on Halloween night. I Terrifier 2. What the fuck? I have never heard of this. They're dumb. There's two of them. <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm looking but, at the um, poster. It looks it looks like a like like an 80s or 90s like bad bad like B. Uh, yeah, like um could you have thought that the killer clown genre could have gotten dumber is it did. is this the movie that was made by the halloween costume store oh no 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 no, no 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 spirit that was called yeah spirit that was called spirit oh okay no that <laughs> was like a ironic thing then no but if you pay yeah uh b horror films like i said <laughs> leprechaun origins was uh produced by wwe <laughs> and that was the only card. Like they put up all the money, and it was. I'm like, wow. oh, that's a production company. Okay, sure. Let's give the people what they want, I guess. Right. Yeah, I don't know how horror directors get budgets. It's crazy. <laughs> well, I mean, that's the thing because like these movies cost them like <laughs> like twenty five thousand dollars. <laughs> so like, go do it. Yeah. In that leprechaun, you rarely saw the leprechaun, but he had predator vision. <laughs> You know that infrared predator vision? So whenever he was in the room, they just showed it from his POV. The special oh yeah. like, yeah, they're saving money over here. Woo. <laughs> um at number six for the week of October twenty-first, twenty twenty-two. Uh ooh, okay. Um <laughs> Lady l- Ladies be leading countries. <laughs> What? If I describe yeah. it, you're just going to know what it is. Is it the, the Woman King? The Woman King. Oh, there you go. Yeah. I do know some movies again. Yeah. Dang, Josh. Look at me go. 
I don't think I've heard of any of these movies so far. Wow. wow. I don't remember anyway. Um, That's what I thought for me. <laughs> yeah. Um, at number five this week. Um, okay. Uh, a feature film based on a children's book that takes place in New York City. Oh. oh. Josh got it. I do. Yeah. Lyle, 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 Crocodile. Lyle, Lyle, Crocodile, yeah. Uh, Sean Mendez as Lyle. I love that book. Yeah. Isn't he a singer? Yeah, he sings. Yep. Oh. Is he a he singing crocodile? Talk. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Huh. Wears a little scarf. He's a good guy. <laughs> <laughs> it was written during the alligators in the sewers. <laughs> Panic. Yeah. See, for a second, I thought it was the uh, Winnie the Pooh slasher film. Mm. I am oh. looking forward to oh, that. that. Blood and Honey, something is like that, that. Is that yes. not out yet? I think that's the subtitle. Yeah. Public uh, domain, baby. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that's a way to stick it to Disney. What? So, you don't own. Yeah, so what? It's like next year, I think, that Mickey goes into public domain. We'll see. Um, That's why Bob Iger's back. That's the only reason he came. Well, back. yeah, we'll yeah, see. But like, like also, we need a Mickey cartoon produced. Also, if it does, it's only a specific Mickey. So there's things like you can't have a Mickey with pupils. Right. Yeah. So no, like, it's just the original of Iwerks Mickey Mouse. Yeah. So um, at number four, <laughs> Walt Disney, he didn't know how to draw Mickey Mouse. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> at number four uh, for the week of October twenty first. <sighs> Uh, so this is, this is the third movie in the third version of this series, which I think makes it actually like the 14th movie. What? (laughs) And and they, they, no, no. And they claim it's going to be the last one, (laughs) but we all know. It's starring it's starring someone who is currently nominated for an Oscar for a different film uh, in best supporting actress. Someone who just told me someone who just went off on the press about uh, concerts start too late. I want to oh, see Jamie Lee Curtis. Yes. Oh, is this everything everywhere? All at once no, again? no, 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 no. Oh, Halloween kills. Oh, ends. Halloween ends. ends. Halloween ends. Yeah, no, she just went off. She was like, I want to see Coldplay at 1 p.m. Concerts <laughs> start too late. She's still married to Chris Guest. Uh, that household has to be oh, man. hilariously dry. Oh, my <laughs> God, yes. <laughs> I still love the, like, when paparazzi caught her yelling at her son at a cafe. Do you guys remember that? No. Like, like ooh, mean mom, terrible mom. And then you, like... <laughs> She put it in context, and you're like, I'd have fucking yelled at him, too. (laughs) She's like, yo, you don't yell at your kids? You're an idiot. (laughs) I just love how positive she is all the time. Did you see they they spoofed her on SNL last night? Oh. Did they? At at the Oscars, like, just gushing about all kinds of weird shit. It was great. (laughs) Well, when she did those Activia commercials, it makes you shit better. (laughs) Yeah. And she was so enthusiastic about yeah. it, too. She's like, yep. You're going to have the best craps. She's like, would you like to put some Curtis back in your Janie Mee Lee? <laughs> <laughs> Famous Nepo, baby. Oh, yeah. 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 Um, 
at number three this week. After witnessing a bizarre traumatic incident involving a patient, a psychiatric a psychiatrist becomes increasingly convinced she is being threatened by an uncanny entity. I know this one too. I this guess one I, I saw. This one I smile. Smile. Yeah. Uh, I just saw the marketing for this, uh, and I decided not to see this. It was fine. It was all right. It wasn't like great, but it was it was fine. Horror um, is I, back to demonic possession. Yeah. Yeah. I don't understand why. We're back in the early 2000s, like the oh, grudge and shit. Satanic panic shit is about as bad. Oh, is that what it is? It's, I mean, like, QAnon. That's mm. <laughs> in my mind that they're the same that's thing. That's probably it. Yeah. The, there a supernatural was, entity. I, I yeah. like like the 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 majority of Smile was just like fine, but the end mm-hmm. with, where you actually get to see like the evil entity and stuff. It was a pretty cool design. I dug that. Huh. Well, I didn't. I didn't hate Smile. Yeah, no, it's fine. But I, I love that the supernatural presence a lot lately is also at a remote cabin somewhere. And it's just like if I had the opportunity to spend a week at a remote cabin, the blood could be flowing down the walls and yeah. I wouldn't care. Yeah. I'd just be like, look, I'm going to be here for a week. You do your thing. I'll do my thing. <laughs> <laughs> like everyone's always like, no, we have to get away from. No, he can fucking leave. Yeah, <laughs> it's my vacation, all yeah. right? Yeah, okay. Uh, at number two this week, opening at number two. Oh, okay. A divorced couple teams up and travels to Bali to stop their daughter from making the same mistake they think they made 25 years ago. I know the movie, not the name. It's uh, it's it's named after... An Eddie Muddy song. Of Is course. this Julia Roberts and George Clooney? <laughs> in Tickets to t- Paradise. Ticket to Paradise. In- yeah. Oh, yeah. Which I just thought of that song the other day, and I was like, "Did that include airfare, or was that the airfare? Do you have to get a hotel once you get to Paradise?" I don't. So early. That's what do the two tickets cover? Er- early two thousands. <laughs> early two thousands. There was uh, when I was working at uh, the Gentleman's Club. There was a uh, one dancer there whose claim to fame, and she brought it up every single day, was that she had fucked Eddie Money once. Oh, dude, I would tell everybody, too. And so yeah, she, man. she danced exclusively yeah. to Eddie Money. But, like, she, no. Yeah, exclusively to Eddie Money. How old was she at this time? She was probably around 40 at, okay. at the time she was doing this. At the time. But she didn't. She didn't. She didn't claim to fuck him with like in his heyday when she was young. This apparently had only happened yeah. about five years prior, <laughs> and like around the late nineties. Oh wow! So she was like in his thrall. Yeah. Recently. Yes. Wow. Yeah. I hope she's doing all right. Me too. She. Oh my god. She's probably in her sixties at this point. I hope she's. <laughs> <laughs> Jenna on 30 Rock like this is a bigger mess than when I slept with Tom and Roseanne and that was two years ago <laughs> I still I just remember <laughs> uh, um, her stripper name was Kirby <laughs> I have so many questions about that Kirby choice I guess the game was not as big in popularity as it is I mean it wasn't unknown Wow. Uh, and subtle marketing otherwise. Yeah. That's, that's the case. And opening at number one, nearly 5,000 years after he was bestowed with the almighty powers of the Egyptian gods, I guess, 
Um, does, and Im- does it say Egyptian? This is what the description says. And imprisoned just as quickly, Black Adam is freed from his earthly tomb, ready to unleash his unique form of justice on the modern world. It's like he's like Dirty Harry. <laughs> Despite how often we go over there, human beings or, or Americans cannot understand the geography of the Middle East. Oh no, no, there's like, a, oh. you can say you can say Egyptian and they'll be with it, or you could say Arabian and they'll be with it. There, and, there was just... a point in this movie where I got very, very confused about where they were supposed to be in on on the planet Earth. Yeah, I thought that was disappointing. I'm I, I'm sure that it's comic true. Al will tell us, but Kondok like. It could have just been ancient Persia and modern Iran. Like it, yeah, that's what they live under—the interweb-like bullshit. It's just their own government. Yeah, <laughs> no, it's it's Kondok, so just to make sure you don't care about anyone. It's well, con- it's this, it's con- it should be pre-Babylonian or something, and just say that it's now other countries. Right. Well, they made up the civilization. I mean, yeah. not just the city, but you know what yeah. I mean? You could have had any story. It didn't yeah. have to be as no, no. historically it, it's Kondok, so, so it can all be a slightly sepia-toned with people speaking vaguely Middle Eastern a- English and vaguely Middle Eastern accents to yep, each other constantly. Yeah. Yeah. It's very interesting. But it, it's funny how international <laughs> the intergang was. <laughs> I know. But in American movies, yeah, it's always just, quote unquote, the Middle East. Like, we refuse to acknowledge the borders we created. I mean, <laughs> through force. A, and DC, <laughs> DC famously makes up countries, whereas Marvel generally uses them. Besides right? the yeah. Wakanda, we were there, about yeah. That. Yeah, and then injects, yeah, your Wakandas, your Sokovias, your Gladveria. Uh, well, we'll get to it, but. Somebody took the Wakanda notes. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. Kondok. Jesus. I no no, but given the history of DC and Marvel, I wouldn't be shocked if if Eternium and Kondok predated all yeah. of the Wakanda uh vibranium, what have you. Oh, yeah. yeah. I wouldn't be surprised if it was from like the fucking thirties or forties or something. At some point right, in this movie we might age. we might want to get to why one works and one doesn't. I mean, one works because it was in a good movie. One works because it was in this movie. One doesn't because it was in this movie. I mean, see, I yeah. think there are more nuances than that. Yeah, they, they we, yeah, like we just see it the one time in yeah. a guy's hand, yeah. and he well, makes a triangle. What was that hip hop group that used to put a triangle up over your head? I don't know. Jay Z used to do the. Is that Jay Z? It was Jay Z. It was Jay Z. Right, yeah. The Illuminati thing. Yeah, that's hilarious. Man. That's what I thought of every single time they did it. I was like, right? over. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. Um, anyways, that's a good segue. Al, we are done with the box office top 10, so it means it is your time to tell us what we need to know about the comic and character background of Mr. Blackforth Adams' sons. Adam Negro. So, um, since, I was, since we were just talking about it and... Um, I was just looking it up. Uh, Kondok uh, is a fictional place in the DC Comics universe. Um, it was first... Uh, we first saw Kondok in July of 2006 in Ooh. 52, number one. So, oh, what? so it's not old. Oh, no. no. So that they makes it could s- have made that choice. That makes it so much worse. That oh, makes no. it hilarious. That is... Okay, yes. that's number one on the choices of so it, I, 
Why I did mean, you do this? The, it could have been two, an ancient civilization. Two, ancient 2006, civilization. though. I, I mean, that's still 15, more than 15 years ago. But, uh, I mean, 2006 was but, also the year that The Rock first became attached to this movie. Yeah, I, oh, was I thought it, it was going to be Golden Age. Uh -huh. Like, I understand why you can't change Metropolis or Gotham. I yeah. understand. But, but 2006, you could have fucked with that. Um, so it is a small country ruled by Black Adam. Um, oh, so like Latveria kind of thing? Dr. Dooms. Right. Um, I, I, I don't know. Kind of. Uh, but not, <laughs> not exactly. State. It's not real. It, yeah, it's sure, sure. <laughs> And it was created by this. Yeah. Okay. Um. Uh, let's see. It is uh, generally pictured as somewhere on the Sinai Peninsula. Okay. Huh. All right. That makes things so I mean, much. That's the area. I... Uh, the yeah. yeah, that's what it felt a, like. The the Asian part of Egypt. Is it a hidden kingdom kind of thing? No. There's no bubble or something no, over I, it. I don't. No, it's, that, it's not that, in a cave. That makes it all the more confusing. The scene in the movie where <laughs> right. they, where they were suddenly in what seemed like maybe Thailand or Vietnam for a, for a China. single scene? China. They were speaking Mandarin. Oh, yeah, because they went so far. But there was um, a... Like, okay. But, I like the yeah, scenes where Black Adam had was... to go to the UN meeting. <laughs> <laughs> Sat next to Dr. Doom. Oh, wait, different <laughs> universe. Okay. Um, so, Black Adam... Or Theo Ramsey's Joser Teth Adam. No, <laughs> Josie? Alejandro Vasquez. Theo Ramsey's Ayla. Joser. Joser. Uh, you killed my father. Prepare to die. With the DJ. I guess you could call him Josie. Uh, was created by Otto Binder and C.C. Beck. First seen in the Marvel oh. Family number one, December of 1945. Otto. Uh, Black Adam appeared only once in the Golden Age publication of Captain Marvel Comics, published by Fawcett Comics. Yeah. Uh, Fawcett Comics. Uh, did I? Yeah. Oh, yeah, I get there. Okay. We've talked about them. Uh, an ancient Egyptian named Teth Adam, meaning mighty human, is chosen by the wizard Shazam to be his successor due to his presumed moral purity. Oh, okay. Wow. <laughs> so you can trick them. Yeah. It's not like Mjolnir. You can trick them. How great. How all-powerful. Uh, he's more like a Dumbledore. Yeah, he, he's kind of What does that tricked, mean? Right? Dumbledore got tricked? <laughs> not a Dumbledore got horny. Let's be clear on that. Uh, by saying the magic word Shazam, Teth Adam is granted various powers associated with gods of Egypt. Um, actually, it was originally Greco-Roman deities, but later it was changed to Egyptian deities. Like we need, we need it to be a little more vaguely ethnic. So I remember uh, the Grecians. Yeah. Anyways. Yeah. Um, so uh, Captain Marvel. Uh, the was the Greek Greek gods, um, and then Ms. Marvel was Greek goddesses, 
Like it's the same word but a different acronym. And so That's they where the thunderbolt they eventually went with uh, Egyptian uh, for for this character, but not back in Fawcett Comics in the Golden Age. Uh, those powers associated with the gods were stamina, strength, power, wisdom, speed, and courage. Mighty oh, Adam is a heart and a brain. Yeah. Mighty Adam is also a skilled practitioner of magic, spellcasting, and manipulation of magical lightning. Mighty Adam is soon corrupted by the vastness of his powers and decides he should rule the world, kills the pharaoh, and assumes the Egyptian throne. That would have been so much better. That would have been such a better story. Well, so- And then he... Never mind. Corrupted by his power as he's awoken in the modern era. Well, the thing is, so, like, it wasn't... Black Adam was basically a straight villain in the comics up until the point where The Rock decided he wanted to be Black Adam, which point they were like, no, no, anti-hero. Well, and I mean, you sure. can make him an anti-hero. Uh, you know, he just wants to rule the world for poor people or something, you know? <laughs> like, I mean, I, I don't disagree with... The, it, it was... They made it more of a don't fuck with me kind of thing. Yeah. Than him wanting to rule the world. It was more of like a threatening, like, I could rule the world if I wanted to. He, I, he's like sad in this movie. He's like, leave me alone. I saw someone. Well, you guys always want to talk sad. to me. I, I was, I was um, listening to a review of this, and it um, very interestingly, they described um, Rock's portrayal of Black Adam as like he was trying to be like a superhero Don Draper. Which I thought was interesting, where it's like, I'm so awesome at what I do, but I'm also kind of like sad and mean simultaneously, and I guess stare at people. (laughs) And kind of dumb in ways that are surprising. Yeah. 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 Like, yeah, it was weird. It it was a choice. There were a lot of choices that that we're going to call him DJ. I'm going to call him DJ. (laughs) DJ Rock. DJ TRJD. He was Adam. all in. There's no doubt about that. He yeah. was all in. As much as the Rock, as much as the Rock can act, he, he was. Had to, I enjoyed greased up to squeeze into this thing, but yeah. he he did the did the work. It's weird. So back in comics, um, angered by betrayal but unable to revoke the powers he granted, the Wizard Shazam renames his champion Black Adam and banishes him to the most distant star in the universe. That's kind of cool. I love that the wizard fucked up, and he's like, all right, you have a new name now. I'm just going (laughs) to... I guess the power is in the name, though. That's... Yeah. Does he have to say Black Adam to become Black Adam? Because his name has changed? No. I I don't don't think so. Well, later on, Uh, he started referring to himself as P. Diddy. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> for a while he tried to go by lightning bolt symbol yeah. the artist formerly <laughs> known as black, black adam, adam. Yeah. well that was because of some sort of contractual issue he had with this <laughs> hard getting his name out there in print having been banished to the most distant star in the universe black adam spends five thousand years flying back to earth Arriving in 1945 to find three new champions, Captain Marvel, Captain Marvel Jr., and Marvy, Marvy, Mary Marvel, 
<laughs> like Marvy. Marvy Marvel. AKA Marvy Marvel. And Marvie the Funky Marv. Bunch. <laughs> I, lo- I love that story more than he was just trapped. Do you know what I mean? Like, that explains why he re- arrives in the future. Yeah. Space travel. Yeah, asleep in some rocks is way worse than space travel. It's just been done so much. You know, apocalypse was the last time we saw it. Same kind of thing. Yeah. Buried under Egypt. <laughs> yeah. So, what the hell, man? We've seen this trope in an unsuccessful. <sighs> Sorry. Uh, so, B.A. is tricked into saying Shazam by Uncle Marvel, the unpowered... <laughs> Unky Marv did that. I had Un- such Unky an uncle. Marv, uh, <laughs> you would wear a cape sometimes. <laughs> the, the unpowered member of the Marvel family. Um, Wait, uh, he's unpowered, but, <laughs> but <it's, laughs> that's not even Billy Batson's name. Um, I I did see. Uh, I wish I'd sent that one to you. There was a a cover, a book cover uh, with the Shazam family, including Unky Marv, uh, <laughs> and he's dressed up. Uh, as like Captain Marvel, the same costume, but he's like <laughs> that's short. how you get killed. He's by like a villain. short and fat. <laughs> what a, what, what a happened Lenny to Marvin? My character. <laughs> the bad guy crushed him. Didn't we'll call him Uncle Marvin, and he can wear a shirt. <laughs> Does he have powers? Don't tell him. Uh, so Uncle Marvel tricks BA into saying Shazam, and uh, he reverts to Teth Adam, the human Teth Adam. But the 5,000 years catch up with his human body. He turns into a skeleton and dies. How how do you... How do you trick someone without superpowers? How did he trick him into saying Shazam? I don't, I know. I don't know. He, like... Uh, he hired the Goodyear blimp. Uh, to, and he was like, hey... <laughs> B.A., what does that blimp say? I can't read it from here. No, he, he he went on a, he took him on a game show, and it was Password. <laughs> He's like, well, like hey. th- things you really don't want to say right now. Uh, Shazam! <laughs> oh, no, I did it! Approached what? him with a business offer. What was Gomer Pyle's catchphrase? I can't remember. Uh, so, uh, Black Adam is resurrected almost 30 years later when DC acquired uh, Fawcett's characters in the 70s. Uh, he's resurrected by Dr. Savannah, who we saw yeah. in Shazam. Since his resurrection, BA has had team affiliations with the Injustice League, the Legion of Doom, the Secret Society of Supervillains, the Monster Society of Evil, and the Injustice Society. <laughs> the Monster so he's a joiner. Society of Evil. He's a joiner. Wasn't he in the Traveling Wilburys too? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he was the one that no one can name. <laughs> yeah. Plays he a was, mean tambourine. No, he was Teth Wilbury. Um, since the turn of the century, however, writers such as Jerry Ordway, Jeff Johns, and David S. Goyer have redefined the character as a corrupted anti-hero attempting to clear his name and reputation. In 2021... He's like, listen, he- okay, so I did some blackface in college, all right? <laughs> <laughs> Those pictures were bound to get out eventually. <laughs> Hashtag Black Adam Tree. 
In 2021, he joins the Justice League, again, assuming the name Mighty Adam. Mighty Adam. Mighty. Ooh, Mighty whitewashing. Adam. Yeah, I don't know. That's interesting. Why well, not just no, that was, the name? That was uh, his original... Uh, Wasn't his original name Shazam? Shazam. No. Well, so... <laughs> He was he was Teth Adam. Shazam wasn't his name. It was just his, oh. uh, his password. Well, I mean, in in the way that it, Shazam's <laughs> name is also Shazam. Well, well, but no, no. But Shazam's name actually wasn't Shazam. It was Shazam. We call him Shazam because of the whole thing with Marvel Comics and Captain Marvel. Yeah. But he actually Shazam's name's actually Captain oh, that's Marvel. Right. He's Captain Marvel. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Yeah. Nobody. There's no Shazam, except yeah. for Shaq <laughs> Shaquille O'Neal's. <laughs> Kazam. No, no, no. Um, <laughs> no, isn't it Sinbad? Yes. Oh, is it? No, no, it isn't. That's <laughs> a joke. So his name was Mighty Adam before he got corrupted and uh, was renamed Black Adam. Okay. So now he's going by Mighty Adam again. Okay. I guess, yeah. He's not back in black. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Uh, this is our first big screen appearance of the Justice Society of America, the first team of superheroes in comic books. Conceived by editor Sheldon Meyer and or Mayer, uh, and writer Gardner Fox, the team first appeared in All-Star Comics number three, Winter of 4041, published by All-American Publications, one of three companies which would later merge to form DC Comics. The original members of the JSA included Dr. Fate, Our Man, The Spectre, Sandman, Adam, The Flash, Green Lantern, and Hawkman. Or, if you watch the, uh, um, the bonus features and listen to the director, Hawkman. Hawkman? <laughs> He's like Spider-Man. Every time. Every time you say Hawkman. I I mean, so my my real introduction to the DC universe was was the Super Friends cartoon. That's that's I I was definitely watching that prior to reading any comics. And so I definitely thought Hawkman was like an OG, like important character because of that. Yeah. Uh, He is OG. Yeah, Yeah, I mean and he's yeah, he's been around. Speaking of Hawkman, uh, he first appeared in Flash Comics number one, January of 1940. Created by Gardner Fox and Dennis Neville. In ancient Egypt, Prince Khufu and his consort Chayara are captured and killed by Khufu's rival Hoth Set. In 1940, Khufu re- reincarnates as American archaeologist Carter Hall. Chayara reincarnates as Shiera Sanders, and Hothset reincarnates as scientist Anton Haster. Carter Hall, in his archaeologing, finds the ancient knife that Hothset used to kill him, and he regains his memory of his past life. <laughs> archaeologing, Al? Yeah, I made, the- up that, I made up that verb. <laughs> as in two archaeol... <laughs> Uh, Sorry, I love as that into archaeology. Um, Hall uses properties of the nth metal to craft a gravity-defying belt, 
wings, a costume, and weaponry. Um, uh, I so guess they the ended knife. up changing his origin. Um, Anth Metal grants Hawkman flight, enhanced strength and eyesight, temperature regulation, limited physical regeneration, and reincarnation. <laughs> reincarnation? Yep, reincarnation. <gasps> wow. That's how um, they do it. Yeah, you're indestructible. You can just come back. Yeah. Does he come back in the suit or does he come back as a baby? <laughs> or like as like, or, or is like 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 a squirrel or something? He's like, well, I'll be man. back to fight you in 18 years. <laughs> um let's see. Hawkman was a charter member of the JSA. In the Silver Age, Hawkman and Hawk Girl, Shiera, would join the Justice League. The origin of the Hawk people. And the nth metal would later be ascribed to the alien hawk world planet of Thanagar. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. The, the hawk world? world? Hawk Are there the Dark Knight strikes back Thanagar? Like, yeah. Are they hawk people or are they people with armor? They're hawk people. Like with hawk well, bills? It's and not like go, a headdress. Like like a bird, a bird man type situation. Yeah, a, they're bird people. Bird person. Bird person. That's just, it's your classic bird man situation. Um, remember Kingdom Come? That was the first time I ever saw Hawkman uh, like with a hawk face. Like, that might have been the first time I saw it, yeah. Before he always had a helmet. Um, but then, yeah, in Kingdom Come, in the future, he actually had like a, a hawk head yeah and one distinction that's different from this is that the wings were organic like they like if you uh, like angel from x-men if you ripped the wings off there would be pain whereas there's a confusing scene in this movie. right yes well um so yeah as as i read um he used the the intermetal to craft the wings originally but then at some point they were i don't remember that metal in super friends they, or anything he, they he always looked wings. organic they always yeah. just looked like hawk wings like yeah bird wings. then the hawk people when they updated the origin those, those were wings yeah. those people had well uh moving on to dr fate uh aka kent nelson uh one of many Dr. Fates in the DC Universe, but the first and probably best known, debuted in a six-page story in More Fun Comics, number 55, May of 1940. His background, alter ego, and origins were not revealed until a year after his debut. That's so they fun. They spent a year just showing him this guy in a blue suit with a, with a gold helmet. I love that. I like Dr. Fate. I always did. On an archaeological expedition with his father, young Kent Nelson accidentally awakens the cosmic entity Naboo based upon a Mesopotamian god. Mesopotamian god. Spelled the same way as it is in Star Wars? Nab no, N-A-B-U. Mm. Uh. Um, the father is killed, and Naboo takes pity on the boy, training him to be an agent for the Cosmic Lords of Order. <laughs> I saw the and Cosmic Lords a... of Order in concert once. Yeah, it's, <laughs> like, it's yeah. like the space Bar. cops. Uh, <laughs> uh, 
Uh, I, kind of. Uh, I, in, but in as DC. cheesy as that sounds, I'll take it over an enchanted helmet. Yeah. Yeah. I, I um, the enchanted helmet, the way they used it in this, I guess, because it's quick and dirty, you know, like... It well, makes everything possible. I, I, I wish I wish DC would lean into how silly yeah. they fundamentally are in in a similar way that Marvel does, but it doesn't have to. You know, they can strike their own tone, but lean into it. Like I feel like the Suicide Squad fun. did. I feel like uh, Captain Marvel did. Yeah. So uh, Captain uh, Captain or Shazam, uh, sorry, Doctor <laughs> Fate. Um, yeah, he, he did. didn't spend eight years in fake medical school to be called Mister. He he did name drop the Lords of Order in this movie. Really? Yeah. It was to get into a club. Uh, <laughs> name dropper, Thornfish. Uh, at some point, when he was uh, fighting uh, Sabak, I, I believe. But yeah. but at any rate, yeah. They so they did mention it. It was one line about him. Working for the Lords of Order in the DC universe, there were the Lords of Order and the Lords of Chaos. Um, that were extra dimensional magic. Do you think entities. they do like in service training with the Lantern Corps? I think <laughs> they like get together, they do like cross training. They're like, So, how do you guys yeah. do stop and frisk procedures? Right? Is that, that a Terry stop on the moon? They're trying to get together a single agency so that they can communicate better and avoid. <laughs> Come on, Kilowog, do a trust fall. Come on. <laughs> yeah, the corporate <laughs> retreats. Uh, the Helmet of Fate grants Nelson spellcasting abilities as well as flight, healing, and manipulation of the natural elements, wind, earth, fire, water, and lightning. Other artifacts at his disposal <laughs> include the Amulet of Anubis, granting mind control. The Cloak of Destiny, award against fire and some magics, and the Orb of Naboo, allowing him to search for unknown threats. This is why the helmet makes sense. He's got too many MacGuffins. He'd lose one and somebody would use it against him or something if he had all this extra yeah, crap. that's a lot of stuff to keep track yeah, of. DC likes magical objects. <laughs> yeah, which is great. It, it, it's awesome in a comic or if he had his own movie. Again, but, I wish they would just lean into this stuff instead right, of trying to be like... Tell us. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, next up, we have Cyclone, a.k.a. Maxine Hunkel. Hunkel. That, that's an unfortunate name. Maxine wow. Hunkel. Yeah. Lives in a trailer. She is not. Salt of the earth, yeah. the Hunkles. Yeah, exactly. Okay, uh, she is the granddaughter of the original Red Tornado, Abigail Matilda Ma Hunkel, one of the first female superheroes, dating back to June of 1939 as a civilian, November of 1940 as Red Tornado. Okay, so so Golden Age, the, the, these Golden Age comics were really like, you know, there's there, 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 there's some hillbillies that get involved in some magic stuff. We got Unky Marv and Ma Hunkle. <laughs> um, when we first see Cyclone on her computer screen, I believe, we see the words Red Tornado. They don't mention that she's related to him at all, but I noticed that. I really like that character. 
Well, I mean, after the 20-second introduction of her, they don't mention anything about her at all in any way whatsoever, and she does she, nothing but be a tornado, really. She does three things. Get introduced, flirt with the big guy, and tornado. Uh, she heals Kareem. Oh, that's true. Yeah. I mean, the nanobots Med did Bay. most of the work. <laughs> Okay, uh, a sentient android red tornado was a member of both the Justice Society and the Justice League in different dimensions. Uh, they were actually on different Earths. The Justice Society existed on Earth 2, and the Justice League was on Earth 1. Hmm. In the 52 universe. Yeah. The 52 multiverse. Mm-hmm. Only 52. Um, the character that would eventually become known as Maxine Hunkel first appeared as a new Red Tornado in Kingdom Come number two, June of 1996, by writer Mark Wade and artist Alex Ross. Okay, I remember that. Um, I love Kingdom Come. Oh, one of my favorite limited series of all times. Mm-hmm. Um, ten years later. So in Kingdom Come, uh, she was unnamed, but she was like the future Red Tornado. Ten years later, Jeff Johns creates Maxine Hunkel, who would follow the legacy of Red Tornado. And Alex Ross was like, hey, you remember that Red Tornado I drew for Kingdom Come? And he was doing, Alex Ross was doing the cover art um, uh, for the, the new book. Um, he and Alex Ross, uh, Jeff Johns and Alex Ross made, uh, their new character, Maxine Hunkel, the younger version of Red Tornado from Kingdom Come. And Maxine was introduced in Justice Society of America, volume three, number one. All right. Officially debuting as Cyclone in JSA, volume three, number three. Cyclone has the powers of flight, wind manipulation, and sound wave control. <clears throat> Next up, we have Albert Rothstein, the godson of Al Pratt, the Golden Age Atom, acquired his metahuman powers and of super strength and control over his molecular structure, allowing him to alter the size and density of his body from his grandfather, a reluctant supervillain known as Cyclotron. <laughs> I love to ride the Cyclotron. Cyclotron. <laughs> yeah. fair. Yeah. I like to yeah. ride my Cyclotron. His name was Ray Palmer. Uh, that was the Silver Age, Adam. Oh. Al Pratt was the Golden Age, Adam. So, and the Bronze Age was, was the Bron Bronze Age was Leland Palmer. <laughs> oh. <laughs> uh, Time-wise, compared to uh, Ant-Man, where where does the Atom sit on that? I think oh, does, can he get small Much too, later. or just big? <laughs> the Atom, uh, you know, small, the Ray Palmer Atom. You would you would think he could get small, but um, I guess normally he just gets big. <laughs> uh, Al first appeared as <laughs> Al first appeared as Nuclon. In 
All-Star Squadron number 25, September of 1983. Nuclon? That's Nuclon. the most 83 sounding comic book Doing name the Nuclon dance. Yeah, it is. Uh, so, Real yes, Juice m- Newton. Much, <laughs> much right. after Ant-Man. He was created by Roy Thomas and Jerry Ordway. His first appearance as Adam Smasher was in Kingdom Come number two, June of 1996. Is that why he was in this movie? So he could smash Adam? <clears throat> I know. Adam I, Smasher. I did not put that, that together Adam until Smasher, this moment. Atom Smasher. Yeah. Up and Adam. <laughs> Up um, and Adam. Adam Smasher was an integral character in many of the modern Black Adam storylines. He was oh. kind of like his best pal. Hmm. Oh, that's cute. The friends they made along the way. <laughs> you think they smashed? <laughs> <laughs> they did the oh, smash. Oh, he's that kind <laughs> of Adam Smasher. Next up, we have Sabak. Sabak is the name of three supervillains appearing in DC Comics. The original Sabak debuted in Captain Marvel Jr. number 4, January of 1943, created by Otto Binder and Al Carreno. Originally, uh, his name was Timothy Carnes, and he said the magic word Sabak, an acronym for his six empowering demons, Satan, Aim, Belial, Beelzebub, Asmodeus, and Kratos. Wow. So he is bizarro. The power Shazam. Yeah. Um, Al, since you've given us the six satanic or evil demon names, can you give us the six Shazam names real quick? Um, the Egyptian or the Greek? <laughs> that is- Sorry, doctor. Woo. Do you have- Go, Professor Al. In the movie, office hours only. Because they named him, right, in the movie? Or they didn't in Shazam. In Shazam, there was just uh, the one left. Right. Yeah, just a bunch of chairs. But he didn't uh, even name drop the others. Yeah. Um, the the deities, okay, uh, the, the Greco-Roman, uh, it was Solomon, Hercules, uh, Atlas, Zeus, Achilles, and Mercury. Yeah, huh. see, I remember those. The, the yeah. power of Samson. Yeah. Uh, the Egyptian gods. Um, we have Shu, uh, god of air and supporter of sky. Um, Hershef, with strength. Um, or Harsafis. He's the Egyptian Hercules. Hmm. Um, he gets power from Ammon, king of the gods. Which was the name of the kid in this movie. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, wisdom of Zehuti or Thoth, the kid, god you, of wisdom. You mean ve- you mean vaguely uh, Middle Eastern Bart Simpson? Oh, yeah. Yeah, dude. That kid lives and dies by the skateboard. Uh, we have the speed of Anpu or Anubis, conductor of the dead, and the courage of Menthu or Mont the god of war wow hmm. so officially shu hershef amon zahuti anpu and menthu and the satanic uh, ones uh was, the satanic oh ones God, again Brian, stop making were, owl name things. were satan 
Am, Belial, Beelzebub, Asmodeus, and Kratos. The booty. Um, Karn Sabak appeared in two issues of the Golden Age Captain Marvel Jr. in 1943, then four issues of other comics in the early 80s. Cut to 2004, uh, Ishmael Gregor, Russian immigrant turned New York City mob boss, lusts after the power of Sabak, kills Tim Carnes to gain his powers, becoming a more feral and hairy beast version of the demon. Yeah, baby. Russians. And that's our villain. But fuck! Still not done. All right. <laughs> Adriana Tomas uh, becomes the superheroine Isis, who was first incarnated in Andrea Thomas in Shazam number 25, October of 1976. She even got her own TV series, The Secrets of Isis, some of which were part of the Saturday morning, the Shazam Isis Hour. Yeah, Almighty Isis. Wow. I remember. There were Mego figures. I vaguely, vaguely, vaguely remember watching the Shazam cartoon when I was very, very young. Mm -hmm. I don't remember Isis at all, but... Um, she was live action. Oh, okay. Um, was there a live action... Shazam? Captain Marvel? Shazam? I don't know. I feel like they tried to do that, but it... I remember the animated version. That's how I knew all the Greek gods were associated with them. It was a cartoon. Yeah, I vaguely remember the car. I feel like I remember watching that around the same, like, like I feel like it was on with the 70s Spider-Man cartoon or maybe the 70s mm. live action Spider-Man. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, almighty. Yeah, look up the action figure. You might recognize. So, uh, Adriana Tomas, um, I, I guess, which is a... Uh, an ethnicized version of Andrea Thomas, Adriana Tomas. Uh, she became ISIS in the comics in 2006, the same year that we were introduced to Amon Tomas as the superhero Osiris. Both ISIS and Osiris have powers similar to Shazam and Black Adam. Further discussion of these two can wait for the much anticipated Black Adam 2. As they <laughs> manifest no powers in this movie. <sighs> um, but we got to mention Inner Gang. First appearing in Superman's pal, Jimmy Olsen, number 133, October of 1970. Wait, Inner Gang was in Jimmy Olsen? <laughs> Whoa. That explains Whoa. a lot about Jimmy Olsen. Um, th wait, That's there's a comic ago. called Superman's pal, Jimmy Olsen? Yes, there was for years. That's crazy. Yeah. Um, so yeah, created by Jack Kirby. Intergang is an organized crime syndicate armed with technology supplied by the villainous new gods of the planet Apocalypse. But I mean, ap after, after some bad press, they had to rebrand themselves <laughs> as like... As as like blue <laughs> blue pebble, nor BPN. They're an NGO. Yeah, <laughs> like we're just here to help. Are, aren't they the? Didn't they do that? What was that song? Get yourself connected. Was that <laughs> the that writing on the wall. <laughs> yeah. Get yourself connected. That was inner gang, right? Yeah. On the wall. 
in yep. her gang. Which, by the way, in this movie, no, actually, that was stereo MCs. It was, yeah, it was stereo <laughs> MCs. Um, yeah, inner gang who in this movie <laughs> were like three guys that mostly hang out at traffic stops. I was gonna say, I'm surprised it existed that long because it totally sounded like hackers, you know, like a yeah. cheesy internet. Yeah. The- all right, is that it, Al? That is it. Okay. Woo! That, to the best of my knowledge, that that was that was some background and on the characters and comics. Um, it was indeed. So that brings us to the production of the film itself. Dwayne the Rock Johnson. First DJ. Be- <laughs> DJ. DJ. Uh, first became attached and- to this IP in April 2006. <laughs> and he said that he is a fan of this character in particular. Yes. Yeah, he really wanted to play. Yeah, he did. Uh, well, no, originally he was supposed to play Captain Marvel. So for the first about six years of him being attached to this movie, he was supposed to play the character that uh, Zach Levi played in the movie Shazam. Um, but he stated that he really identified more with Black Adam, I suppose. He did. Like, he liked the character yeah, Black what... Adam a lot, and he said that he was... He went back and forth for a number of years as to which one he would prefer to play because obviously he's the rock. So he always wants to be the hero, but he likes the character of black Adam. They Um, made the right choice. Yeah. Agreed. Yeah. By April, 2014, uh, Warner brothers announced a Shazam movie. And it was at that point that, uh, the rock was to play, was announced as playing black Adam in the Shazam movie. Um, in 2017, they decided that uh, The Rock needed to be the star of his own movie and not the villain or reluctant anti-hero of a Shazam movie, so they split him off into two movies in 2017. Wow. His star power was at its peak probably in 2017. At about that time, yeah, absolutely. Um. The bloom was not yet off the rose at that point, as far as The Rock was concerned. Yeah, yeah. That was pre-Jungle uh, Cruise or whatever. Yeah. Um, so at that point... Is that when he had that app, The Rock Clock? <laughs> Did he? Oh, yeah, yeah. It was a, it was a phone app. Uh, it was like sort of a motivational thing, but it had uh, an alarm also with like... Uh, mm-hmm various you know his favorite alarm tones um, <laughs> but also okay. him like favorites okay i think there was one where he was just like wake up wake up oh wow wake up. i don't want that at all <laughs> so okay so so far jeremy renner and the rock both had their own apps so I'm, i was thinking about renner i'm 100 gonna be going down a rabbit hole to see what celebrities had their own apps for a period of time wow because I have none of the feeling, ones that we want. I have a feeling I want a Werner Herzog oh. like reads aloud. 
<laughs> Werner Herzog just wakes you up being like, life is a meaningless existential nightmare. <laughs> but you should get out there. <laughs> like daily like the a universe daily calendar different to your suffering <laughs> yeah. and then he rolls down a hill <laughs> how does that not exist that is a product that should be a thing Ooh. um okay so <laughs> and the screams from grizzly bear what wake you up <laughs> grizzly man not grizzly bear sorry. so okay so this film has uh uh two writing teams on it um but teams it, well, one writing team and another single writer, but that's because oh. the single writer, uh, Adam, uh, ooh, I'm going to say his last name wrong, Adam uh, Steichel, I think is probably how you pronounce that, um, was hired in 2017 to write a Black Adam movie, which he did. He wrote a Black Adam script, which was then almost completely forgotten and thrown away, but there were enough things in it that he still gets a credit on this film. Get that money, Adam. Adam Steichel is also known for writing Alvin and the Chipmunks, The Road Chip, Diary of a Wimpy Kid, The Long Haul, and 2018's Rampage, which is how he got the writing gig on this, because that was The Rock. So he writes kids' movies. He, yeah. yeah. He the also yeah. he wrote the stuff. 2020 Scoob. Interesting. I liked that. <laughs> I haven't seen it yet. It's that's crazy. Okay, so Scoob is crazy because they, you know, the whole Warner Brothers thing that happened to 2022, where yeah, they uh-huh. stopped doing things <laughs> for money <laughs> and decided that to throw things away <laughs> for money was better. Um, Scoob two. Unlike Batgirl, which was in post-production, Scoob 2 was done. Completed, ready for release when they oh, said... Oh, it's in the can? Yeah, they said, no, we're never going to release it because we'll make more money by not releasing it. I hope James Gunn uh, convinces them to release that movie. Even though they didn't get Matt Lillard, which is funny because he didn't know until he like found out oh, about no. the movie. Yeah. But it was, it was decent. Mark Wahlberg's the blue Falcon and Tracy Morgan is captain caveman. It's, it's good shit. I, I thought uh, I like scoop. Yeah. I had fun. I haven't seen scoop yet. So, um, it's all been downhill since mystery Inc. <laughs> In 2014. Um, anyways, <laughs> no, you can't stop them. No. Um, so, yeah, anyways, uh, that script kind of got trashed. Um, at some point, it was decided that Black Adam was not going to appear in any form whatsoever in the Shazam movie. Um, I think just because The Rock wanted to uh, premiere the character in his own film. But there was a uh, deleted scene from the Shazam movie in which they reference Black Adam. Interesting. Mm. I would have liked that. The DCEU needs more cohesive threads. Yeah, than, than just DCEU. They have a walking on set without a mustache yeah. when he's not they, in the movie. They don't drop his name, uh, but there is a, a visual cameo of Black Adam in Shazam. Is um, there? Yeah, the wizard is talking about uh, the the previous champion who champion. was deemed unworthy. Oh, that yeah. would oh, be, okay. yeah, that's Black Adam. Okay. Uh, and they show him. Yeah. Like from behind, mm. but he's very rock shaped. Okay. So um, 
I don't know. This would have served well to have Captain Marvel somehow, somewhere. Yeah, it, it would have. If not the character, the actor, then it, somewhere. It would have been really fun for them to actually use the name Captain Marvel too, just to get that. Because I, I think they could get away with that. I'm like not having, sure legally if they can. But I bet you they could have a gentleman's agreement. I don't think that Marvel would be like, whoa, 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 whoa. Because if they didn't call the movie that, I think that would be fine. You know what I mean? Mm. But I, I, I could see them seeing each other and him being like Captain Marvel and him being like, who? I'm Shazam. It's just interesting that they, in their own universe, they have these two polar characters. And they, they you know, yeah. obviously super, Superman, but, you know. His counterpart was always Captain Marvel. And I, I get the thinking behind, like, I want to introduce this character on the stage by themselves, not as an ensemble member, you know, because that's going to give them their full due. But, but you could Black, do as much as Black Alice Panther did and Spider-Man both got introduced in ensemble movies and then had huge hits afterwards. I wonder if this would have benefit from being like, oh, we saw The Rock. I've been waiting to see The Rock in this movie because I saw him in a brief cameo. Well, in okay. In Justice League or in whatever. Speaking of, okay, so originally in 2017, the script that was written, um, it was a follow-up to an abandoned script by the original version they were going to make of The Suicide Squad because oh. in The Suicide Squad, the original version, which was... Uh, um, Gavin was supposed to be written and directed by Gavin O'Connor. Um, the weapon of mass destruction that the Suicide Squad was tracking was going to turn out to be Black Adam. That would have been incredible to have The Rock be the bad guy and then fly away at the end to th- contemplate his life and open with him. Yeah, man, what a missed opportunity. Yeah, so when Gavin O'Connor left, they scrapped that script and we got... The, you know, the Ayer, David, yeah. David Ayer, David Ayer, I don't know, um, got his version, which turned out to be a, 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 a trailer I mean, <laughs> editing that, company's version. That would have been a very different movie. I mean, obviously there are so many different oh. iterations of that movie, but having Black Adam is a moving object, you know, versus the, what I forget the witch that they fight at the end is like in a tunnel dancing. Yeah. <laughs> um, it would have been cool to have them have to be mobile and kill something or yeah. capture something and not kill, but capture instead. Yeah. 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 I can see that really working and then feeding into a movie in 2019 or whatever. They have to have made up generic CGI villains. I don't know why, yeah. but they have to. Every fucking time. But he would have been a perfect use for our anti-heroes to fight another anti-hero. And then, like you said, on the hunt. Yeah. No, it's always, even if Go it is a character. Stand in a stairwell somewhere. <laughs> well, and I mean, the antag- this this movie's a goddamn mess. Yeah. I mean, because anta- uh, hero or villain, um, you know, Black Adam is the protagonist of this film. But there isn't really an antagonist until the end. Yeah. Yeah, the very, very end. And it's, um, what's her name again? Uh, Amanda Waller. Oh, no, I was going to say oh, uh, the demon dude. Sabak. Sabak. Yeah. And Sabak betrayed Who shows our up other for five first, minutes. Our first yeah. person character people. Yeah. yeah. 
Um, but he was there the whole time. Yeah, but he disappeared. Oh, like he disappeared for 40 minutes. Yeah, that's That true. big chunk of movie, he just disappeared. I don't know what he was doing. Apparently, he was. He had to stop and get some lunch. Change he had to his, get like, blood, you know, for a ceremony, I'm sure. But any, so anyways, after Shazam was a hit, they decided to fast track this one. Then COVID happened and it took a while for it to get into production, which is why we didn't get it till 2022 instead of when it was originally planned for 2008. Yeah. This, yeah, this movie definitely suffered. Sense. Yeah. Um, it was... It's, I will say this, though. Regardless of all of that, it sounds like they were able to make the movie they wanted to make. Which is a bummer. Yeah. I yeah. Think the problems that the movie have are the problems DC has. I don't think as a production it was bad. I don't, you know what I mean? Like I just, I just think the, the story the choices. Story choices. Oh, yeah. yeah. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> That's the problem. So, yeah. Well, so our other our writing team on this, uh, besides Adam uh, uh, Steichel, is Roy Haynes and Sorab Noshirvani, who are mostly known for doing the BBC series Informer. They made a movie called The Mauritanian, which is like a legal drama. Um. Let's see. They oh okay. Their their script called "From Here to Albion," which has not been produced yet, was named to the blacklist um, in 2013. That's kind of where they started. So they have a bunch of scripts that they're like well respected for, which have not gotten produced. Wow, that's um, they interesting. Did, they did write "Revenge at a Wedding." Um. And something called The Narrows. Yeah, none of these got made. Um, but uh, the Mauritanian did, and then they got hired on to Black Adam. Uh, our director is Jame Colette Sarah, who is uh, most best known for directing Jungle Cruise. Are you kidding me? He also made House of Wax, that 2005 slasher movie. Huh. He made Orphan. Remake. Yeah. He mostly did uh, kind of B-rate horror throughout the 20s, the 2020s. Um, he did a couple Liam Neeson is tough movies, unknown, um, nonstop. He makes sense to me then, you know. That fits the vibe of this. The Commuter. Oh, my God. He made three Liam, T- Liam Neeson is tough movies. Wow. Liam Neeson has made a lot. Liam yeah. Neeson made, Taken, has made, returned. Has made uh, so many Liam Neeson is tough movies in the last 12 years. More than anyone. <laughs> yeah. He's the leading cause of Liam Neeson movie. <laughs> um, but, yeah, so... Uh, yeah, he got hired on to make the Jungle Cruise, and then Dwayne the Rock Johnson, <laughs> DJ to his friends, liked him and hired him on for Black Adam, and that's about it. With that, um, you gotta love when an actor hires the director. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, that's called the Tom Cruise. Yeah. Hmm. Or the he's, Robert Downey Jr. He's currently making something called Carry On. 
starring, which is a thriller starring Wait, carry on is in a bag or are like Iowan. It seems yeah. like it's a bag. Oh, okay. um, I hope it's a play on remains. words. I hope which, it's a bag full of which, human remains, which looks yeah. like it's going to star um, uh, Taryn Egerton and Jason Bateman. Oh, all right. Uh, you have my attention. Yeah. Fine. Which is interesting. So, I also hope that they're again, carry on and carry on. That is a great set carrying on carry on. Yeah. Um, that's about it. This movie. Cause you can't, I tried. Yeah. yeah they don't you, like that. You try, you try and put that thing through the, the x-ray machine. You're going to go to jail. <laughs> you ship a dead body across country then. <laughs> uh, this movie you can't ha- uncut it up from little bits. Sorry. What were we talking about? Well, I mean, you can, but then you, <laughs> then you have a whole nother problem. <laughs> Then you're it's making Frankenstein. Sitting in the, it's like tying your shoes after putting them through the scanner. You have to like sit there and sew the body back up. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, On the floor. Uh, <laughs> cross-legged. Yeah. Black, Ad- Black Adam has 39% on Rotten Tomatoes. Wow. Yeah. It's not, wow. It's not a That's well-reviewed. lower than I thought. It is not a well-reviewed film. No. Okay. What is the fan rating on rotten tomatoes though. oh okay let's see i don't because we don't i don't think we do this enough with these comic book movies i know that's, and that's the one i pay attention to is the fan rating or well i pay attention a, to a both committee of nerds because anytime that they're in great conflict i'm like oh i will definitely watch that movie if so, movie seeking i mean i, the, I don't pay attention the, to the fan rating yeah. the audience score in rotten tomatoes is 88 percent i am here for the drama though Man, eighty-eight percent. Are you kidding me? That's high. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I would definitely not say yes as just a fan. No. So I have some letterbox reviews here. No, no cast. Oh yeah, our cast. Okay, fine. Oh, fine. oh no. <laughs> I thought movie. I could skip it. Damn. <laughs> Other I than know, Dwayne the Rock Johnson. Fine. Yeah. Yeah. Dwayne. It's just Dwayne the Rock and, Johnson. Uh, former James Bond, Pierce Brosnan. All right. And, I yeah. didn't recognize anybody else. Well, okay, we've got Aldous Hodge as Hawkman. Harcourt and Waller. Who was, uh, let's see, he was probably best known for, um, oof, boy, he was in Leverage for a while, for a number of years. Uh, let's see, he was in uh, a series called Underground. Um, he was in Die Hard with a Vengeance. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he was. Um a good day to die hard. He's in two of them. Yeah, he plays Raymond in both. Um, I assume he drives a limo. Well, no, he plays Raymond in Die Hard with Vengeance and Lieutenant Foxy in A Good Day to Die Hard. Okay. Oh, okay. He okay, played MC sense. Ren in Straight Out of Compton. Really? Uh, that's cool. Yeah. Uh, he voiced. Um, oh, dang it. Uh, Green Lantern. John Stewart. John Stewart Green Lantern in uh, a, a recent Green Lantern Beware My Power. Oh, he got his start. He got his start as a regular cast member on Sesame Street from 1993 to 1995. That's really? Like, I was definitely the, watching him on Sesame Street then. He's for the street. Oh, I recognize this guy from Sesame Street because I have kids. Um, anyways. At Sesame Street, he was a part of the the Elmo era. Yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah. Um, Noah Centineo as uh, Adam Smasher. Jude was oh. like, "This dude's a fucking TikToker." That's how he got famous. 
All the girls I've loved before, I think, is the thing that I've seen him in the Netflix thing. All the to right. all the boys, all the boys I've, I've loved, loved before. before. Thank you. Right, and he got that because he got started as a TikToker. That's a different time, man. Yeah. Yeah, I mean that's famous. Oh, no, 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 that's not even a TikToker. Tape. A music dot l a music demo. dot l y musically a musically guy. Yeah. Good for him. Um, but he was yeah. also now he's at, the Fonz's nephew. He also had a recurring role on Austin and Alley, which was a Disney oh, Channel. Obviously, TV we've show. all watched Austin and Alley. I have. I've heard because, of that. I've watched because yeah, I Ella. had I had a yeah I uh, Jude's the same age as Ella, <laughs> and so right. yeah yeah exactly she's she was a tween girl and a lot of them the it's just sitcom writing so it's amusing yeah. You it's, know, about it's, half of the time. It's, it's like it's watching just, Raymond or it's all just sit- Reba's one of my favorite sitcoms. Yeah. No, nobody no, no. All those it. all those Disney yeah, Channel Nick shows, they're all just saved by the bell. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. It works. It'll continue to work forever. It's like soap operas. Sarah Shahi yeah. as Adriana. Made the teenager. Sarah Shahi as Adriana Tomaz. Uh she was best known as Kate Reed from Fairly Legal. <laughs> It's fairly legal. Don't worry about it. Um, and person of interest. She uh, she also had a supporting role on Alias. Um, was she on the TV show Life? It's, I think that's a different actress. I don't believe she was. No, I don't think so. Um, she was. No, she was. It was. That's her. She's she's the, yeah. I, I don't know if you guys have ever seen that. That's uh, what's his face from, uh, I guess, Billions or whatever. Um, hmm. Homeland, the redheaded British guy who was in Band of Brothers. I can't think of his name. Oh, Damian Lewis. Oh. But they're great in that together. They're, it's like a buddy, a buddy cop drama, and he's like fresh out of prison from being wrongfully accused, and he's got a big settlement, and hmm. he's very zen, and she's uptight, and it's great. She did a lot of like legal slash cop shows throughout the 20, 2000s and twenty tens, like a lot, a lot yeah. of them. Um, she was also in Dr. T and the Women. <laughs> um, Who, what woman wasn't, though? Right. In Dr. T and the Women. <laughs> it's right there in the name. She, All the women. She yeah. she has a lot of... Robert Altman. She has a lot of walk-on stuff in a lot of movies throughout the 2000s. Old School, Legally Blonde 2, Rush Hour 3. She, she, she Lady did some work, so good for her. Uh, Marwan Kenzari as... Ishmael slash Sabak. Uh, let's see. He was in. Oh, oh, he was in the 2019 Aladdin as a as Jafar. As Jafar, he plays vaguely Middle Eastern bad guys a lot. Um, well, he looks he looks creepy. So he does. He does. He's got that look. Um, then again, that's like having Steve Buscemi play the bad guy in every American movie. So, yeah. you know. <laughs> yeah. Uh, of course, he was in the uh, 2017 Mummy. Right. As the bad guy. Oh, yeah. Uh, he was on Murdered on the Orient Express. Um, yeah. Eh. Dude dude plays vaguely Middle Eastern bad guys. Uh, Quint- <laughs> Quintessa Swindell. As Cyclone. Oh, she was in that. Oh, she was in that Trinkets Netflix show, which I have heard of. <laughs> and Euphoria. Huh. Oh, I don't remember her for, from Euphoria, but yeah. 
I don't remember much of anybody that's not Zendaya or Sydney Sweeney in Euphoria. Um, let's see. She was also in a few movies nobody's ever seen. Uh, okay. Pierce Brosnan, former James Bond, former Remington Steel, and uh, former, uh, oh, what was that movie with uh, Renee? I was just, oh, um, Thomas Crown Affair. Thomas yes. Crown Affair. That was a good movie. Good fucking Mrs. Movie. Doubtfire. Oh, oh Mrs. Pierce Doubtfire. Pierce Brosnan's great. Pierce, yeah, he's I'll, Pierce Brosnan. But he he plays he plays what should be the good guy to Robin Williams. Fucking villainous, evil. Like, I like, love that interpretation of oh Miss Doubtfire. God. It is my favorite. I I went back and watched it a few years ago and was just like, he is the bad guy. Yeah. That's he, not cool. Weird. Yeah. That's not like, cool. What the he police did. should be involved. Absolutely. Absolutely. Still a wonderful movie. I love it. It makes me feel good every time. But yeah, it's great. Criminal acts are happening on screen that we are cheering for. Yeah. And of course, um, we've got uh, Jennifer Holland um, as Amelia Harcourt from The Suicide Squad slash Peacemaker. And uh, and Mrs. James Gunn. And oh yeah, yeah, and Mrs. James Gunn, Henry Winkler, as Seven Fabulous Seconds of Al Pratt on yeah. a phone screen, getting checks. Yeah, yeah, that's some Finn Diesel level. Yeah, absolutely. And Amanda Waller is back. Viola Davis. Viola Davis has yeah. Amanda Waller. She, she has now developed this hardcoreness. Not that she wasn't, but you know, she's always been a badass. But now it's just like, if I ever see her in anything else, like she should headbutt that dude. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> Waller feels so lived in at this point. And I really yeah. enjoy seeing her. Every time she pops up on screen, I'm like, she's the thing that's connecting anything in DC right now, which is yeah. a shame. Yes. And she's she, the most villainous character that they've had. She's the yeah. Nick Fury of the DC. Well, yes, that's and, exactly right. And to your point, Josh, I don't think they're going to capitalize on that. I think they're no. going to continue doing the Suicide Squad thing of like, you know, knock her out for a while and then right. she'll be back to being in charge by right. the next time we see her. I would love to see her be the bad guy in a movie. Um, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I feel like she's villainous yeah absolutely it's, it's that weird moral ambiguity that we'll talk about with hawkman yeah yeah heroes don't kill people except the people they kill so all right um this like i said i've got a few uh reviews here from letterboxd unrated demi adeja yubi writes not so much a movie as it is a Black Adam 2022 all scenes movie clips YouTube compilation. Okay, that's yeah. not wrong. No, yeah. uh, that's a, DC a bunch movie. of things just happen. A bunch of stuff just for a happens long time, and it's cut yeah. together a bunch. Yeah, yeah. With weird There's music transitions. Fight. Yeah, not now, just the third act. Let's let's have the second and third act be a fight. Now the rest of these, I want you to guess whether it's a five. Or a half star <laughs> rating because there's no way to know okay. based on what they've written. Um, and right. Chen writes, Dwayne has rocked my Johnson. 
<laughs> one star. Half a star. That's right. Half a star. Yeah. Sounds good, but. Uh, um, Griffin writes. The now you see me of superhero movies. Five stars. Five, five, five. stars. Magic is real in this person's mind. I'm pretty sure yeah. I've said this on. He's waiting for magic yeah. movies. I'm pretty sure I've said this on Mike before, but the fact that they didn't call the sequel Now You Don't just infuriates me to no end. <laughs> I think that's why they did it. They yeah. did it to be dicks. Uh, Vikey writes The Rock. Five star. Five stars. Yes. And Hammer writes, I should have just watched Lyle Lyle Crocodile. Five stars. Five stars. (laughs) Half a star. Half a star. Uh, That's that's all. Yeah, that's all I got there. Um, Guys, are we ready to just jump into the movie now that we've been doing the show for an hour and a half? (laughs) Yeah, this movie is... Let's just get through it. Motherfucker. About to start. Plow it down. All right. Here we go. This is Black Adam. We open in 2600 BC with a voiceover. There's nothing I love more in a superhero movie than a prologue that takes place in some sort of ancient fictional society. Yep. It needed a scroll. Yeah. It, it needed a crow. Everything needs a crow. Just flying over, we can just see the world from the bird's perspective. So we need it, one yeah. of those bird people. Yeah. <laughs> one of them. Justice for bird people. Because you know what I've been eating? Birdcock. <laughs> There's no time. God damn it, Timmy. Damn it. It's, uh, so, yeah, it's a super awesome civilization, but then... There's a bad. Oh, uh, it, it was interesting because it was. Uh, he said it was the first self-governing people on Earth. Yeah, I I don't know if it was interesting though, Al. Oh, okay. Uh, <laughs> yeah, he said that but though. All he the more reason that. why it should have been like ancient Persia or or something like that. Yeah. This. Yeah. Then it would have been like, oh yeah, that is correct. <laughs> One of I, I the watched, earliest civilizations. <laughs> I watched the behind the scenes thing um, on making Kondok, and they clearly thought a lot about what they wanted to make, but none of that translated. Right. And then and then they just had a vaguely sepia tone they had, then they had a sepia toned vaguely Middle Eastern country where everyone just spoke English to them to each other in a vaguely Middle Eastern accent. <laughs> they were uh, yeah. so proud of their location that they chose for the mine. I was like, that yeah, it's a cool spot, but why did you make it look like that? The, like, the why sand not just, mine in Georgia? Yeah. Like why not just show us what it really looked like instead of make it all chalky. Yeah, and hey, look, I found a chunk of an old Coke bottle from the 40s. So this is the thing. Uh, dude, what was that movie, The Gods Must Be Crazy? Yeah. yeah. This was a big yes. Gods Must Be Crazy moment in this movie. Yeah. Um, is there only one chunk of Ethereum in this whole place? Is that the only chunk? It's the only one we're shown, there. but they, 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 they clearly there's more because they're still mining it and they power their flying bikes off it or have missiles oh, from flying that's true. bikes. I guess the Ethereum yeah. missiles are a Eternium. thing. Eternium. Eternium. And Ethereum it, yeah, it works like vibranium. And it's his kryptonite-ish, right? Kind, yeah, guess. it seems like it. Like, it cuts him. It can hurt him, yeah. Yeah. But that doesn't I, seem... I wanted yeah, them it to show do what me kryptonite does like it's more presence. of 
not that this movie needed more time because this movie's long as fuck. Um, this movie needed a mining sequence in the mine with the Ethereum or the Eternium being mined by Condock people for Infinity Gang for Inter Gang. Inter Gang. Yeah, that would have made a lot more like it was now in the Del Mine been, because, or something because, where they've been imprisoned. Because yeah. again, the only thing we see of them oppressing anybody is three dudes that make them stop to show their IDs in traffic. Right. And I and I get that checkpoints check are oppressive. Like that is truly an oppressive thing. That is what fascist governments do, you know, whatever. But mm-hmm. at the same time, like, that's not enough. It's no, not enough. It's one minuscule and, thing and that they at do. At the end, when the people rise up, they don't fight intergang. They fight some spooky, scary skeletons. Yeah. Which I mean, I, I get the need to do that in a movie that's for children. You know, this is PG thirteen, right? Yeah. Because uh, yeah, they didn't go for hard R, so you have to have them fight creatures at the end. It's fine. I mean, it kills a bunch of people throughout this movie. True, but if people are killing people, that's different. And he's zapping mercenaries. Yeah, no, he only kills bad guys. So of course, you know, yeah. he's not a hero. But he doesn't kill anybody that's not a bad guy. Well, and the other thing that I, you know, not to get hung up on inner gang, I think this will be my only inner gang point besides speeder bikes, um, is the people of Condock are not working for them. No. There's none of that like, oh, this person is like a rat. This person is a local in gear. Mm-hmm. running a checkpoint those kinds of things would have made way more sense to establish the 27 years they say 27 years is how long inner gang has been running condock mm-hmm. yeah 27 years that's 95 sure I, yeah i guess yeah um all right so anyways we're still in the prologue here uh they get a bad guy king he wants to make some bling uh, so he can be all powerful and stuff. And so he makes a mine Eternium. It's their magic rocks. And then they, uh, then one kid's like all like, why don't we have heroes? <laughs> I need a hero. I'm holding out for a hero until the morning light. <laughs> you mean yep. Bart Simpson? No, no, no. That's not Bart Simpson. Uh, it's it's, oh, the, it's no. the rocks it's, kid. It's Barut. Yes. Yeah. Which that, big, big reveal at the end. Big for this one. Uh, so triangle hands is uh, a capital offense in ancient. Yeah, don't conduct. be don't be throwing up them gang signs. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so he starts to stage a revolt, but then they're gonna uh, execute him, and then uh, he gives he's given the powers of Shazam by the Council of Wizards, and then apparently he comes back as the Rock. Wink, wink, nudge, nudge. Yeah, from the back. Yeah, and then the uh, the he he kills the evil king and blows up a place. And then we cut to the present. Bart Simpson is skateboarding through town, vaguely Middle Eastern. Bart Simpson. Yeah, so he fell into the short round problem. This kid's yeah. terrible. I'm sorry. Just throw a kid in. I don't generally dunk on child actors because they're kids, but this this is not a good kid actor. He wasn't, but he wasn't given anything that was written like a kid. Also, that's what I mean. Yeah, just yeah. just a kid. Yeah, yeah. He is a plot device. He is a knob that they turn, yeah. which yeah. sucks. When he at the end where he jumps up on the rock and in a normal indoors 
room tone speaking voice says, we must rise up and stop. Everybody look at me. (laughs) I mean, they had to do it because Black Adam probably wouldn't stand there and listen to an adult speak to him. Yeah, but but they didn't give the kids. Well, and I, don't I I understand thematically. He lost his kids, so now he's going to become emotionally attached to this kid. But that was it was clumsy. It, this kid was uninteresting. Well, we don't know as that till the end. We don't, no, we don't know that to the end. I I wish that that had been emotionally clued in more throughout the movie. That the kid oh, was seeking that a father. Reveal was so stupid, and that the Rock was seeking a son. Like not so to that, that's such like an overgeneralized way of putting that, but they should have clued us into that a little bit so that the emotional payoff of that ending would work better. This was, there was no payoff. Yeah. I didn't care. Oh, yeah. it was the dad instead of the kid. I thought the kid made more sense, yeah. more of an impact. But yeah. It's fine. It's yeah. And, dad. Let, and let's be clear. The, f- the, the, the movie making, the, the, the cinematic graphic art in this film is fucking terrible. It's every, the editing is clumsy there was a score in every single second of this yeah. movie. And there are, there are sequences that look incredible in this movie. There's some cool effects here and there. And there's like moments yeah. that like I get what they were going for and it kind of looks cool, but it doesn't hang together because it's all so clumsily. One moment to the next. Bing, bang, boom, go, boom, boom. Let's hit it. M- moving, pretty moving pictures do not make a good movie in any sense. No. And this, yeah, has just some of that. And it constantly was in that in-between thing. Like, I'm glad that it doesn't like doesn't have that glossy Marvel sheen. I like a little bit of grit in DC. That's cool. But also, it was it cut between that Zack Snyder kind of grit and then like a 2000s sepia toned like something with starring Hayden Christensen or whatever those fucking movies we were watching were. No, like a Jumper? Zack Snyder movie, just like a, a a beam of light shooting across the horizon, but the camera's way, way far away. Yeah. It, like just that, that like Man of Steel. Yeah. yeah. It's a worm's eye view the entire time. I think this movie could have used some Zack Snyder uh, flavor, though, honestly. I mean, I, it would have been better. It did it, the, the post credit did. Well, with with and with like uh, his way, his cinematography style, slow motion in particular. This movie would have benefited from some slow motion, and it feels it weird saying some, that out loud. It had some slow motion. But not where it counts, and not in a way – they just used it. They didn't use it – like, because Snyder uses it too much. Yeah. But they used it in weird places. Well, and and again, say what I said this in our chat. Say what you will about Zack Snyder. He can put together a cohesive action sequence. Like it yeah. at least will make sense and look pretty. Stop. Yeah, he just goes too yeah. far with it. Whereas this was like, like – just fucking visual gobbledygook bullshit thrown up on screen. This is a Transformers movie, but with yeah. superheroes in it. Absolutely. And I had said it before, you can fall asleep for a good 20 minutes in a DC movie and wake up and it's still the you same fight. Nothing. Scene. Absolutely. Yeah. So, yeah. Anyways, uh, present intergangs bad. Bart Simpson's mom is apparently a revolutionary slash archaeologist. Um, yeah. and, uh, then she's she looking, knows her people's history. Yeah. She's well, and it, Indiana taught us that you have to have two jobs. Like you can't just hustle <laughs> as an archaeologist. Well, that's the thing. Yeah. There's no pay in that. <laughs> yeah. Well, we didn't get the two costumes. Long long long. That's, that's a bummer. She should have had archaeology clothes and revolutionary clothes. That's right. She switches back and to, forth to clearly she's show us what job she was at. 
Yeah. So she's looking for the crown of Sabak. She her brother Kareem is helping, as is a couple dudes named Samir and Ishmael. Um, so she goes to an old tomb place, and apparently the crown of Sabak was a two-minute walk into this tomb floating in the middle of the air. How did no one find it in five thousand years? Yep. It, it wasn't it's time. It was just there waiting. <sighs> So Intergang shows up. They kill Samir. Yeah, what is Intergang doing? Well, how is Intergang not found it? Yeah. How, how is- are they doing anything? So they're obviously yeah. a cohesive government, evil or not. But like Thor said, we just see them asking for papers. Like, But they run this city? Yeah. yeah. They ask for papers. And supposedly and sh- for Eternium? They ask so for papers and, and show up with like hundreds of people and helicopters and jets when an archaeologist goes to a tomb. At least uh, Wakanda explains where vibranium's from, what it does, why the rest of the world wants it, and why they won't give it up. I just, Bondock, I don't know nothing. what, I don't know why this movie was so shy about the Eternium. I, maybe because the Wakanda comparisons, they were yeah. trying to avoid that, but like, well, that's comic books, you yeah, know, he I'm, flies like Superman does. Yeah, but it, it was a stupid device. It yeah. was. So they think Ishmael dies, too. But it's it's he was clearly always going to be the bad guy. Uh, <laughs> but he's floating on a piece of the ship. Yeah. <laughs> in the ocean. <laughs> so Adriana gets the crown, then intergang. And she they're going to kill Adriana. But she says Shazam. And then. Black Adam shows up. He kills all the inner gang guys, and then he gets injured and knocked unconscious by an Eternium rocket. So I have a question. If I'm fighting Shazam and I say, hey, Shazam, look out, will he unbecome Shazam? No, because he has to say Shazam. But she says Shazam, and he oh, arrives. Oh, he wakes up. Yeah. Hmm. Maybe it's to by law. When you're unconscious and trapped in amber, like dino DNA, somebody has to say your name to wake you. Yeah, that actually, but all of that is very, maybe she had to be on that special spot. I don't know. That's a terrible system. Like we buried a man named Shazam here. Don't say the name Shazam right here over his tomb. Damn it. Yeah, it should be like a encrypted password or at least something nonsensical. But yeah, all right. So then we discover Ishmael is a bad guy. Shocking. Meanwhile, there's some sort of superhero headquarters where, 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 not Black Panther, <laughs> not the Falcon, but Hawkman's hanging out, and Amanda Waller calls him and says, "Hey." You better go to this place because there's, you know, a bad guy now. And so the the hierarchy of power is about to change. Go do something about it. <laughs> so he that's ca- a stately Hawkman estate. Yeah. In St. Yeah. Rock, Louisiana. Okay. So anyways. Wow. Da- interesting. I didn't know it was in Louisiana. Or I didn't catch that. That's where Belle Reve prison is. Yeah. So uh, Cyclone shows up who's like manic pixie dream girl, but except then she's not <laughs> ever again. And then she only spins, um, spinning, spinning towards the future. Um, Dr. Fade and Adam Smasher, blah, blah. Um, then they get on a jet. 
They're have these people worked with each other before? Hawkman Adam and Doctor Fate have, and Doctor Fate or not uh, Adam Smasher, Hawkman and Doctor Fate seem to they have have a relationship, but I, I think this is Cyclone and Adam Smasher's first mission. Right. So who is the Justice Society? Is it just those two guys, or are there other people who are on vacation? Like, why is it their first go? And where is the society part of this? Well, I mean, I think they they've been they just they they just started. <laughs> oh, so this is I don't know the origin of the Justice Society. I'm no, okay. no, no. They they've been around for a while. Um, yeah. But uh, I don't know. Uh, at this point, Sandman's probably dead. Uh, I don't know about the Spectre. Uh, Golden Age Flash that would be is such a cool character to see. Is, and Golden Age Green Lantern. Uh, I don't know. They. They couldn't bring those two in for obvious reasons. For obvious reasons. Although they, I I mean, okay, the Flash on the CW, they did bring in Golden Age Flash, and it was pretty dope. That's cool. Although, as far as we're talking about, on screen, in the DCEU, again, if Uh we don't, if we don't assume things based on comic book knowledge, where they come from is not explained anyway whatsoever how long they've been around not at all. Not, yeah yeah this is waller starting a new justice league basically but al's right they movie. do make you know they make it known they've been around but yeah there's no explanation yeah and they don't and then and this is dr fate's final battle yeah yeah there? yeah exactly well i mean it has to they be because pierce so brosnan often. only agreed to sign on for one film yeah oh okay but, <laughs> um DC will kill a character that could be so fun. Dr. Fate, uh, he's been operating for 100 years, he says. That's yeah. true. Yes. Yes. Was he talking about World War One? I, I think, at one point? He's talking about the first time he saw planes. It was the RAF, so it could be World That's War One right. or two. Yeah. I don't know. Probably one. Um, so we, uh, let's see. We cut to Black Adam. He's waking up from a nightmare in Ammon's room. Uh, he's been asleep for a five thousand years. He's never seen mirrors before, and apparently, sarcasm wasn't invented yet. I don't think sarcasm was invented five thousand years ago. Too poor to be sarcastic. (laughs) (laughs) There wasn't like, oh yeah, the pharaoh's great. (laughs) Yeah, it's like I gotta work. (laughs) Um, is it his magical wisdom that allows him to speak English? (laughs) Um, Sure. I guess. Or the intergang uh, occupation has forced everyone to speak English. Yeah, but Black yeah. Adam himself but Black Adam speaks no, English perfectly. Yeah. Hmm. In in uh, a in a the, he doesn't even have an accent like the rest a vaguely Middle Eastern accent like the rest of the people from this country do. Well he would that, have a that's that's the wisdom Kandaki of the accent. Oh the, the wisdom of Zahuti. That explains it. Zahuti. Yeah. Um, so I'll any- buy that though. Anyways, uh, I'll buy anything you tell me. But if you yeah. don't tell me, fuck you. Yeah. For real. Exactly. Ex- I'll thank buy you. anything you tell me. I don't need logic. No. Yeah, this is a superhero movie. There were so many. There was so it's many a things. Movie. There were so many yeah. things in this. If yeah. they had just been I like watched JFK last night. Yeah. Not a documentary. That's a movie. There's so many things in this that if they'd just been like, oh, it's like that because of magic, I'd have been like, cool. 
<laughs> but they just didn't say anything about it. Yeah. Ah. But all right. So yeah, he's gonna. He wakes up. Adriana's the one who woke him up. Um, she wants him to help them fight intergang, but he's like no and leaves. And also, he does just walks through walls because he's a dick. He explicitly says there were doors. He just chooses not to use them. He's uh, the Kool Aid Man. Yeah. Oh yeah. I, I will say it was Shazam! a <laughs> display of his power for him to just drift through rooms and walls. Yeah. I think that that was a cool choice to kind of Encino man him for a brief moment of like, I'm just an idiot who just came out of a time chamber. But I mean, say, here, here's been symbolic a little. Here's the yeah. thing though, is he shows up and he's so powerful and he's so unstoppable and he kicks Hawkman's ass so many times. And it's just like, there is no tension in this because that's the Superman dilemma. Yeah. yeah. And they don't, you can't get, have too. you can't be too powerful. And also entertaining. And the super and Superman dilemma, they solve that by him being very conflicted and being like, I want to help humanity so bad and I have to be mm-hmm. careful about everything I do. Whereas yeah. Black Adam doesn't have that in this film. So it's the there is no emotional inner conflict except for that five seconds where oh, he's certainly like certainly not, yeah. And so it's like what there is no conflict. There's no conflict in this movie. I know that's this what movie I meant about Superman. He that Superman has depth. I wasn't trying to say that, but like the the all powerful being. Like, yeah. What do you do? What do you do with that? Yeah. The movie that would have worked doesn't exist. Like this movie would not have worked, no matter what script doctoring we think we can bring to it. It had to be an anti Superman movie. I think that that's the only way. Is like what would happen if Superman realized like to, yeah I can it. I can change the world. I'm gonna do it. I wasn't uh, like, like 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 a Shazam was good. so lighthearted. And and family fun. Rock. So they had to put the the Cavill Superman a little bit darker, a little bit yeah. darker instead of right. what's that dude's name who's really entertaining, Zach, whatever. Yeah, exactly. But oh. and and the, the, that only works because yes, he's all powerful like that, but he's also a kid, so he doesn't really know how to right. do it. Right. Right. So, but also like so, the second the second the Rock was playing this character, it wasn't going to work because the Rock has to be the good guy and he has to win and he has he to has always to be badass and cool every second. Yeah. For half a second, I thought the kid, Bart Simpson, was going to be like a Billy Batson. Yeah. That he would be Black Adam. That yeah. Would, yeah. So it would have been cool for him to pass the mantle on. Yeah. So And it would make sense that, you know, that's why Billy was chosen because he was pure of heart, but he was a kid. Be, that's why he was pure of heart. Yeah. You know, even even good guys live long enough. They God, up. Would that have fixed this movie? Him at the end saying like, you know what? I'm going to die. I'm going to wither away, turn into dust. You become the new Black Adam. I'm going to be skinny rock again. Yeah. Well, oh, God. You can be the mighty Ammon. Right. Uh, so anyways. In, in comics, you became Osiris. Or Osiris. You can call yourself whatever you want. You have agency, young man. Here's my power. No, I don't. I, I Intergang you, runs everything. I give you my powers. <laughs> Intergang. It's a, intergang is a series of tubes, by the way. Um, right, inter implies it's different gangs going back and forth. I knew Al Gore was involved. <laughs> so, anyways, the Rock <laughs> goes to a big statue that kind of looks like him. Then intergang starts hell oppressing Amon and Adriana. <laughs> I hate it when they do. After that. Amon steals a walkie-talkie, yeah. 
uh, yeah. they're they're completely ignoring him, but he's just like, oh, there's an inner gang guy. There's an inner. Uh, I'm gonna steal his walkie and tell all the <laughs> other inner gang members that there's a new hero in town. Yeah, he's all, hey, could you imagine? This an, is Amon can you, the wax Can you statues. imagine in 2006 an Iraqi kid stealing a Blackwater walkie-talkie? Oh, yeah. Like shot. instantly. Well, we learned from BMX bandits that walkie-talkies are like gold. Walkie-talkies are the most important piece of technology that humanity has ever produced. <laughs> it's, a, it's a global currency. It's like oil or diamonds. You could go anywhere. Yeah. It has value. So then then Black Adam starts killing a bunch of intergang soldiers. Um, and the Justice Society arrives. They're trying to stop Black Adam from killing people. There's a big action set piece. They can't stop Black Adam because he's super overpowered, and so he just leaves. And then they discover that a, they they think Adriana has the crown of Sabak, but it turns out that she doesn't. Amon ran away with it, and they tell her that Black Adam's not a good guy; he's a bad guy, bad bad man. Yes. So Am Amon goes home. And he has the crown. He hides it. He uh, Bart Simpsons through a shoot oh, crown. In the floor in his bedroom. They are prepared to run, mm-hmm. which you you were not led to believe at any point. Well, until, she's a revolutionary. That's true. Yeah. But like a gorilla, you know. But he's also stealing radios from intergang. You know, she'd be like, "Don't, don't talk to them as much as possible. You're a child." Be right, like, low don't, profile. Don't steal yeah. their walkie-talkies and tell them there's a new hero in yeah. town. I, I, yeah, <laughs> Do you want the cops to come? Because that's how you get the cops to come. Because we want to avoid intergang coming to the house because this is where we meet for revolutionary meetings or something. Right. And then he goes and does a dumb thing. Boom. Person. Is she even aware of his secret shoot? I don't. <laughs> well. In, in his room. No, and but, she. I guess mother's, mother's that's, know that's how he. That's how he gets out after hours. That's how he. Yeah. That's, <laughs> that's how, how he goes and, and parties, skateboarding all over town. <laughs> Am an spray painting. How he leaves spray painting El Barto on the walls. <laughs> Finding out. Anyway. So all right, Evan was El Barto all along. <laughs> So anyways, the justice goes all the way to the bottom. So anyways, for no readily apparent reason, Black Adam went to like the old palace and is just hanging out there looking around. He just suddenly decided to stop fighting them and left. He went there. They follow him. They're like, hey, you're bad. You should stop being bad and let us lock you up. And then uh, it's the last piece of uh, the old empire. Uh, it's the last piece of his home that he recognizes. Yeah. No, I understand why he went there. It's just that he, the reason he decided to stop fighting and go there was no reason. <laughs> so that, he got bored. He is staring at the statue, right? Is this, are we there yet? Where he's flying. Which is just, so lame. Their champion didn't that, even yeah. have arms. He went yeah. and, he went and yeah. stared at the statue they like three separate statue. times. Yes. So this Colossus of Rhodes drove me statue. crazy. That he is just staring at the statue. Because we get it now. After seeing the whole movie, he's staring at the statue of his son. Yeah. The great hero of Kondok. But yeah. every time he's just floating there, it should feel like Superman when he's like in front of the sun. You know, it should be like a, like a majestic moment. Mm-hmm. It's right. it's giving him pause and power and he's in a meditative state or whatever and a thoughtful moment. 
Right. He's it's just not in literal the distance power. Ignoring what's happening. Yes. It's the weirdest choice. Oh, this, I bet he can't hear. Every, do you think he can hear everyone? Oh, he definitely can. He's but, got the powers yeah. of Hercules. But this is okay. Right? So, <laughs> was that somebody who was know it? He was a good listener. Yeah, he can read. He can read newspaper print with his fingerprints. He's got long he ears. He can rip a lion apart long with ears. his hands, and hey, look at the he'll hear about your day. Yeah. <laughs> oh, he does have long ears. Sam has fucking Namor ears. Or Spock ears. Yeah, Yeah, he's got a real Leonard Nimoy look in this picture. Anyways. My work here is done. Anyways, so uh, no, constantly, again and again, he's just doing something until he decides to stop doing something so that everybody can be like, oh, he's bad. Let's go do another thing. And then he shows up to do another thing and then stops doing a thing and goes away to be alone for a while. The only Things are reason, just happening. Things just happen and he just stops doing the thing and then goes to be alone for a bit again and again. He doesn't and again. have a fortress of solitude. He's homeless. Yeah, that's true. He is a homeless superhero. Because imagine if you could hear everyone and, and you were a dick. <laughs> <laughs> this would be terrible. Like Cal does it, but he's like, he just goes away so he doesn't get mad. So have we talked about the needle drops in this movie yet? Not yet. There's a number of needle drops. So this is the one that should have worked the most. The good, the bad, and the ugly. This should have worked. It should have. This should have been hilarious. And we should have also been like, damn, wow, he's powerful. But the po- Wasn't there an updated version of the riff? Oh, I don't the, know. The Marconi, the there was, I, yeah, it was a little weird, but so, so, okay. So here's the problem. Okay. So with the scene, the good of the bad and the ugly needle drop scene, like there should have been like, there's a, like we see him coming down behind everybody and it should have been like, Oh shit, black Adams here. But it felt so tossed off. And yeah. cause we were just cut, 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 cut. And just one of those cuts in the middle was him just coming down, but we instantly cut away to something else. Like this is another thing that I thought of at this, cause right now we're still establishing that he is unstoppable. He cannot be defeated. We're told that, but we haven't seen it yet. He punches six guys. Throws mm-hmm. one over the horizon. That's it. Just people. They're just people. Why not like a guy on a turret or like a tank or like a helicopter or something? <laughs> that could have been fun if there was a guy well, with like a on a turret. Well, in, or like in the a, first one when he was fighting at back at the tomb, he like took out some helicopters and stuff. Yeah, yeah. So, but imagine if you're walking towards a cannon and then you get just, up to it and just sort of hold it, and yeah. then the cannon explodes. This the just guy felt, operating it. This felt like a de-escalation. That's that's what, all I'm all I'm saying is like it like that was cool, the good, the bad, and the ugly, but it didn't last very long. Him shooting lightning out of his fingers. Yeah. Which well, I uh, god damn it, I love that idea. And there was no Tuco character. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but I mean, also like also at any given point, he's supposed to be like like just killing the bad guys willy-nilly or what have you. Uh, at no, like he should have just gone through them like paper instead of like that. He was constantly using the right amount of force to make it dramatic. Yeah, yeah. He's just doing it for the camera, mm. which He's is little... not what you should be doing. Um. Yeah. Anyway, so like, uh, uh, he's there at the the old throne room, and he's all sad, and they're like, "Stop being." 
sad and bad and let us lock you up. And he says no. And then it turns out that back at uh, their apartment, Ishmael's shown up and he wants the crown and Amon has to hide. And instead of them discovering this, Amon just calls them and tells them what's happening. <laughs> yeah. uh, hey, I'm in the back of a speeder bike. Yeah. yeah. Oh. Mm. Tuesday. Hey, well, that's happening. Um, uh, so they, uh, so she's like, please go save my son. And Black Adam does. And he shows up. Um, and they're trying to capture, Ishmael's trying to capture Amon. And Black Adam shows up, gets Amon, and instead of flying him away from the bad stuff, just sets him on a different floor of the building where the bad stuff is currently happening so that he can then get held hostage and taken away in a speeder bike. Uh, the Justice Society shows up and to help out, and there's another big fight, and they're trying to figure out what speeder bike he's on, and it turns out it's the wrong speeder bike because then the movie can happen, and they go to China. And then they come back from China. I hate this movie. <laughs> I'm sorry. I, I wish <laughs> that the landing in Mongolia or China or wherever worked better. Because it's a cool thing to have happen. This is how far we've flown as we've been fighting. Yeah. But, but it, it doesn't work. It didn't work. And I'm sorry, but those speeder bikes to be like would have had to have been going like Mach 2 or 3. Which I believe it's it's futuristic on technology, bikes? I guess. On they're, bikes, they're, full, they're fully they... enclosed. They're inside a chamber. You know, sure. like I could, okay, I could, I can buy that. Like if a if a Quinjet can go that fast, I don't so care can, about. Uh, yeah, so I guess not. What? But I wish, I wish that that had been better established. That like, look at how far we went. That's all we needed. You know, <sighs> I, for the guy as he pulls him out to go, like, wait, where are we? You know, and then gets thrown over the horizon. So then, then uh, he comes back to our vaguely Middle Eastern place, and they just find the crown. It was just in a secret drawer. It was just there, and they take- uh, after the interrogation scene. Yeah. They yeah they interrogate the guy and the guy's like oh, he's bad and he wants to do bad stuff with the crown and he went to some place and they're like okay and then they all go on the jet with the crown and um there's I don't know some stupid shit about an inscription that's dumb um <laughs> I'm sorry the inscription <laughs> thing was stupid I know I'm not I'm, yeah life is the only path to death. And like, oh no, it's upside down at the end. We figure out death's the only path to life. It's yeah, a mirror. Death is the only okay. As above, so and, below. And mirror both, are, both are sort of absolutes. <laughs> yeah. 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 It's uh, it. I, all of this stuff, all of this stupid like bullshit stuff that every movie use every every sci-fi or superhero or fantasy movie uses to get from one place to another, all of their stupid phlebotinum MacGuffin bullshit, it would be fine if this movie was in any way fun, interesting, or held together. 
Okay, what is the origin of the word phlebotanum? I got to know. It's Buffy. It's, it's a Buffy it's, thing? It's a Buffy thing, yeah. It's blood, like a phlebotomist. Oh, but it's what it's what the cast and crew used on set to describe the dumb thing that they used to make the plot go. Reason I ask, there's a the blood, of, yeah, there's an sense. Agents of Shield episode where one of the characters is stuck in a time loop and the secret word inside one of the characters' brains to show that they've done this before is phlebotanum. And they both say it at the same right. time. Because Zach yeah. Whedon was the that's show. Who draws your, yeah. that's, that's who draws your blood. I figured it was something related to the Whedons. Yeah. So anyways, um, they find where bad guy went and they go to trade it for Amon. And then Ishmael reveals that he's the last descendant of the bad king and he wants to rule. And then this movie is the tropiest movie ever. The bad guy is telling them their plan in the second act. Yeah. In the second act, we're not even to the third act. That's what you'd say it is. He's on the table. The last with half his is a fight. Laser coming to his nuts. You know? Yeah. <sighs> but we're also, but also like, we're also, we're also like almost an hour and 15 minutes into it at this point. Yeah. What is the act structure? When's the end of the first There's act? There's no act structure to this movie. It's, <laughs> it's just things happen. Things just happen. So it's my favorite description of a movie you've ever used, Thoreau. <laughs> things are just happening. Uh, like this movie made me so tired. So, so very tired. So anyways, the, they give him the crown and he tries to shoot him on. And then, then he, so black Adam comes and he does he, his exploding lightning trick. He pulls the trigger. Right. But yeah, also at the same fingers. time. Okay. What is this shield? Is this an inner gang shield? Yes. Made okay. out of Eternium, which is why Black Adam can't get through it. How does it come down again? Does anybody remember? Ishmael turns must it off. must be recognized globally. Yeah. No, no. Ishmael intentionally turns it off so that Black Adam can kill him so he can then become the... The the Barack. the devil from from uh that from from the Barack. the the pick of destiny. Yeah, uh, Ishmael has a clicker. He's got a clicker. Yeah, it's a garage door opener for his shield. <laughs> Hand me the clicker. Um. So Ishmael pulls the trigger. This is our slow motion moment. Yes. This is the stupidest slow motion moment. In the whole movie. And it's the slowest slow motion of all time. And it's it's DJ's face going as he's flying as fast as he can. And he stops the bullet. Thank God. He does stop the bullet, but he gets so mad that he explodes. Yeah, he just blows up. And it's really hard on everybody. And um, but, but luckily, Except for the child luckily, and the mom. Yes, luckily only bad guys die in his explosion. Yeah. He would have shredded that kid to little bits of goo. Like, I, I grew up on the internet, we, and I we watched 50 caliber bullets ripping people's arms off and things as, as young kids. Um, that's what would have happened to him. Not a concussion and a coma. He would have been melted off 
Okay. <laughs> By the speed. So well, it's a patented we, yeah. movie concussion coma where you're fine after yeah. you wake up. Shot a 50 cow. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. We have to be concerned about him for a while. We we saw Adriana be protected by Hawkman's wings, which are made of nth metal, uh, which is pretty <laughs> fairly indestructible. I don't know. Oh, yeah, it's uh, uh, yeah. good shit. It's a good, yeah. Uh, it's like Cyclone, iron. Cyclone is protected by Adam Smasher, who <laughs> your is apparently invulnerable to a lot of shit. Well, when you yeah. get um, big, when you get big, stuff can't hurt you anymore. Yeah, he's and, a big boy now. And uh, Amon... Uh, we see is protected by Dr. Fate. But not quite enough. But Dr. Fate comes in and like grabs him. Like well, right, at, right as B.A. is, uh, you know, exploding. Yeah. Um, yeah. I. He would have been melted, man. It's just a weird choice to like, wh- why set this up this way? Right, because he... Because they've already established that he's like the super most powerful thing. It's like, uh, yeah, this what? didn't need to happen. What? This was drama for no reason. No, no, but, but it's so that he can be sad and guilty, and he's like, "I'm going to say the thing, and you can lock me up because I almost killed a kid." Okay, I'm not a hero. So, this takes me to my other. I have so many unanswered questions, and I'm just going to pepper this whole episode with them. You do. Yes. Really do? <laughs> I do. I have a few more. Bear with me. Dr. Fate can see the future. Yeah. He's been looking into the future this whole time. He can see potential futures. Yeah, options. In none of those potential futures did Black Adam arise from the thing and save the day. Apparently. So you would think... Well, like, I mean, it's... So he saw a future of them fighting Sabak and winning without Black Adam, I guess, is what and we're supposed to believe. He didn't see himself die. That was one of them. Because you think a guy who could see the future would be like, we can't lock you up. The reason you're here is the next battle. Ugh, this is rough. Sorry, you now have to work with us. Would have made more sense well, than no, it, the it, synergy of seeing Hall, uh, what's her name, Holland and uh, Viola Davis. Harcourt and Waller. Harcourt and Waller. Yeah, right. no, no. In, instead, they have to lock him up underwater so, he, as a skinny guy, he can beat up a bunch of fucking mercenaries and not say yeah. his own name, which would have made sense until after he has to swim up as Skinny Rock through the ocean. Skinny <sighs> yeah. Rock. Skinny Rock. New band it's, name called it. Skinny Rock is so fucking huge, too. He is such a big guy because <laughs> you have to be able to fit that head on a body. That's the name of my first album. Skinny Rock is huge. <laughs> yeah. So, anyways, they lock him up underwater, and then DJ Skinny Rock. <laughs> yeah, I'll have a DJ on it. Sure. Yeah. DJ Skinny Rock and the MC <laughs> BA Scat Cats. Scat Cat. Uh. So yeah. Anyways, yeah. and this is the point where they reveal that his son was the real hero, and. Black Adam's the not a hero. This should have been an emotional moment. Right? Shouldn't it have been? This should have been a thing where I'm thinking, wow, this man truly loves his son. <laughs> Instead, oh, what a twist. It felt like the worst of M. Night Shyamalan twists ever. Yeah, but it was... Uh, 
And honestly, I genuinely laughed when as soon as he gives his power to his dad, he gets hit by an arrow within seconds through a window. Hilarious. With an arrow. Through a window. The second it happens. It was absolutely hilarious. So Yeah, there could have been a more dramatic way to do that. Yeah. So all right. After that, he surrenders. They lock him up underwater. Um in a secret or in a secret black ops site and he's a, in, a MacGuffin chamber. Yeah. He, he's in a pod. There's so many Easter eggs in that chamber. Mm. The size yes. of all the other pods is the Heck. real fun thing in this movie. Yeah. Task Force X black site. Yes. Secret location. Yes. So then uh, I, th- I think Antarctica. Yeah. yeah. It, it It's funny because it feels like the raft. Yeah. From the MCU. It does. And there's a lot of things that they try to avoid, but this is very much like they should have taken him to space or something. <laughs> I don't know. It doesn't matter. So, yeah. So the Justice Society returns back to the city. It does matter. That's that's part of his original origin, right? They put him 5,000 miles away. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. I, I, it would have been, I uh, literally, I think it would have been cooler to have him in like an orbital or on the moon or something. Because you can't scream there. We know yeah. that. Yeah, you can't, well, talk you can't on the scream underwater the either, really. But, but again, but space makes more sense. He breaks out, and instead of saying his name and just going, he fights all the guys at Skinny Rock. Yeah, what it was fuck? a weird choice. He, that was a choice they made. He fought them while still intubated. That's because he's that hardcore. Because I bet you couldn't do that throw. Could you fight people while intubated? Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I always I mean, fight them when they when they fifty one fifty me. I'm always fighting them. <laughs> I'm always like, give me a minute to take my sleep apnea mask on. <laughs> yeah. Then I'm gonna kick ass and take names. Uh, so, anyways, yeah. Uh, they go back. Doctor Fate has a premonition of Hawkman dying. They realize yeah. Ishmael intentionally wanted to die so he can become the Devil Man. Um. He's all call me. Did he have hooves? Or whatever his name is. Yeah. Did he have hooves? I Was he cloven hoofed? I don't. Know. I didn't see hooves. He should have been. Um. So yeah. Heels. Then uh, he's back. He's the devil, and they fight him. But then, but uh, uh, Doctor Fate makes it so only he's fighting him because he doesn't want the other guys to die. <laughs> Doctor Fate, like I guess. Like astral projects or does his magic and goes and helps the the rock skinny rock magic hug yeah he gets skinny Wasn't rock Doctor Fate the guy on WKRP <laughs> Doctor Doctor Fate helps Skinny Rock get out of his tube he Obi Wan Kenobi's him Black Adam we need you like that's yep. how he gets him out he's like oh yeah and Black Adam's like I'm Skinny Rock but I'll do it. I love it because I, I wonder if he thought, like, well, how long have I been out? What do you mean? It's only been 15 minutes. Right. right. It just happened. Like, you guys were hasty as shit. Yeah. That would have been really funny, though, to have him come out and be like, what year is it? Be like, yeah, it's 2022, man. It's been, yeah, it's been 10 minutes. <laughs> Relax. Because yeah. it's only been 10 minutes. So, um, yeah. Then- <laughs> yeah. How, how did he get through processing that fast? Yeah, so, so, in jail. Yeah. So, so uh, at some point, uh, it was Hawkman uh, who 
<laughs> who tells his his crew not to let Sabak sit on the throne and they fight, fight, fight. Why didn't he tell Adam Smasher to go smash the throne? Dude. Oh my god. Good point. Just like, step on it. Yeah. Stop fighting this guy. Just smash put a knee throne. through so, it. I'm Just sorry. I destroy the throne. <laughs> Why does he need to sit on the throne? Because that makes him the ruler of Kondak? It's, it's magic, yeah. yeah if my arch enemy was like, I'm going to sit in that chair, I'd be like, the fuck you are? Smash the shit <laughs> out of that thing. Bye-bye, chair. Put I'm some like, dynamite all, in it. That's a weird flex. So when he sits yeah. on the throne, he releases his spooky, scary skeletons on the city <laughs> to go <laughs> to, to areas in their way around. Are those oh, inter-gang geez. members changed, or are those just zombies? Those are just zombies. Those they're are just, all the dead zombies. people. They're just spooky, scary skeletons. The they, they might be skeletons, actually. So we, we don't see they any inter-gang members fighting with the Kondaki Kondaki, I'm just going to say, like no. Rocky people. No, no, the intergang sure. seems to have completely disappeared from this movie halfway through. Oh, you know why, though? Because the hierarchy of power is completely changed that, in Kondaki. That's why. So yeah. they understand their place in the pecking order. I would have loved to see them fighting with the people and being like, oh, well, no, no, this is awful. But again, intergang was just four dudes and The Rock took care of those four that's dudes. That's true. They all died during the good, the bad, and the ugly sequence. Oh, so you want a ten ring situation? Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. It would it, it like, would have oh, made this, sense. Oh to wait, see this, is, this is bad. Find common cause and be like, we have tanks and helicopters. We'll fight these demons with you. We're not so bad after all. We're just fascists. Yeah. <laughs> Most of them in this city are dead by now. That's fair. Yeah, because there was only four. Yeah. Um, so Doc- Most people in any city are dead if you think about numbers. <laughs> well, okay, fair. Well, and I, I wonder, does does the second shift not come on? They don't have like an alert that the other half of the team has died. So like the second shift <laughs> is going to wake up in an hour or two after the movie ends and be like, well, let's go to work. Like, oh, what happened? Uh, they didn't have their fly bikes charged up. Yeah. They had to plug them in. You gotta plug him in front of the target. That's right. Yeah, man. So, all right. So, um, yeah, Doctor Fate dies, and then Black Adam swims up through the ocean, and then he comes back and he fights uh, Buck and um, with 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 a uh, Hawkman who has Doctor Fate's helmet, and then he rips Sabuck in half, and we're all okay now. Um, does Hawkman wear Doctor Fate's helmet? No, no he, he just, just held it. it. He's just holding it like it's Grogu. He's like little baby Yoda under his arm. He's yeah. like, well, wait, I miss my Cyclone, dead friend. Or maybe it's Dr. Fate himself. Somebody says if you put it on, you'll go, oh, wait, she's saying that to Adam Smasher. Yeah. Yeah. But that doesn't he happen. Picks, uh, he's going to put. Oh, it doesn't happen. What? No, no, well, I mean, yeah, it doesn't actually happen. Hawkman just picks it up and uses it. Like, he knows. No, how. I know, but she mentions to Adam Smasher that you'd like go insane. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah absolutely. She does say that. Um, so yeah, now um, he's he's killed Sabak, and he's like, "Hey, you should call me." And then they cut to the title card because that's only the seventeenth or eighteenth movie that's done that now. It's so dumb. It's so dumb. It's the stupidest thing ever to end this movie that way. People have been calling him Black Adam the whole movie. Yeah, and also like, like uh, not in the oh. movie. Not in the movie. Teth is something else. They call him Teth Adam, actually, over and over. Oh, I mean, he's mighty human. I thought somebody called him Black Adam. 
No, no, the the kid says maybe we should call you Black Adam because you wear all oh. black. We should lean into that. But like You should lean into the yeah. black, yeah. Tell but, them the but, man in black. Yeah, you. but like yeah. they don't call him Black Adam. But again, you know, like it's been like like dramatically cut to the title card as a reference to the character finally getting a name has been done quite a few times. Yeah. It makes me think of Age of Ultron where they ended with Chris Evans not saying Avengers Assemble. Yeah. Um, credits roll in a mid-credits sequence. Adam Waller calls Black Adam. I guess Adam Waller. Or yeah, Amanda Waller. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, calls. Um, she tells him not to leave Condock. And he's yeah. like, "Bitch, I go where I want. I right. go to space." That is funny because she—he's not aware of her power necessarily. He totally. He totally probably would have just stayed there. If yeah, right. She had yeah. called and said, "Don't leave." I was like, "Fuck you, yeah. bitch!" Right? Yeah, <laughs> go where I right. want. I wasn't gonna leave. And then Henry Cavill shows up in his final appearance as Superman. The appearance which which allowed him to claim the title of playing Superman longer than any other actor. He's now officially did it longer than Christopher Reeves with this appearance. Good for him. Yeah, I like him, and I liked this scene. You know what this scene reminded me of? The mm. end of Morbius. Mm. A couple of guys like you and me, we could do some good in a place like this. Yeah, it was a lot it's like that. The most open-ended, we have no idea what we're going to do. Right. Thing yeah, just to do. Is all. And and not to say that like mid-credit scenes should connect everything. Mar- Marvel leans on that too much as like a teaser for the next movie. But Sometimes to do it's it, literally just a trailer for the next. Yeah, movie. but to do it and have it be so vague that like we all know nothing is going to come from this. So, Superman showing up uh, to potentially fight Black Adam. I, I liked how he said it's like, "Hey, we should talk." Absolutely, I like. It it's a very Superman thing to say. It is absolutely, and I yeah, like. I wasn't but, threatening. Yeah, neutral approach. I liked just seeing <laughs> Cavill as Superman. Oh, same. Like, God, I love that I costume. But let's think back about Superman. Um, he is notoriously vulnerable to magic. Yeah. Fuck yeah. I watched the uh, Shazam uh, Black Adam Superman animated little short that they have on HBO after watching this movie. Um, and that's the big thing where he's like, I sense that you're vulnerable to magic is what Black Adam keeps saying to Superman. I would have loved to see them. There's no magic know, on connect. Krypton. Yeah. And the lightning Krypton is, was an almost Vulcan like society. The lightning is barely Who flies on like dragon birds in this yeah. DCU oh, right. specifically. Yeah. That's right. I forgot. Weird. Yeah. Biotechnology and Krypton. Lawyer scientists. <laughs> um yeah so uh that's uh that's that's the whole movie that's the movie it's that's, a, that's movie. a good area you brought up 75 to 70 yeah yeah you, we ready to rank it guys yeah, yeah sure like, I don't want to spend any more time on this thing. We've spent a lot of fucking time on this already. Um, so we have Shazam at 61. That seems like a good place to start the conversation. Uh, we have Man of Steel at 70. 
I did not like that movie. I did not like Man of Steel. I also feel like this is a worse movie than Man of Steel. This is a worse movie than Man of Steel by far. Yeah, it's worse it than Let There Be the Carnage. It's worse than The Incredible Hulk. It's worse than The Mask. The yeah. Rocketeer. Worse than Constantine. Uh, I like The Rocketeer and The Mask, you're right. I think New it's worse mutants. than Teenage Mutant I like Ninja Dark Turtles. Man. Is, how's the skin going? How's the skin going? <laughs> How is the skin going? Um, oh, Batman B Superman. Dawn of Justice we have at 86. Yeah, it's a big stinker like that one. Yeah, around the... Around Venom, yeah. Yeah, that is better than Rise of Silver Surfer. It is. It is, absolutely. Better than Rise of Silver Surfer. Um, better than Hancock. Yeah. Uh, is it better than Venom? I don't think so, personally, but, yeah. you know, I think there's an argument, at least, somewhere in there. Yeah. I know, Al... What are you thinking? You've been very quiet. I, I get the feeling maybe you didn't hate it as much as some of the rest of us did. I did not hate it as much as some of the rest of you did. Uh, but... Um, I didn't hate it. Uh, I, I can see it below Venom. I don't hate it. I'm not mad. I'm just disappointed. Yeah. Yeah. It may, uh, like I said, it just made me Sorry, tired. Dad. Yeah. It just made so, me tired. Like, I just there, don't want to deal with this anymore. <laughs> yeah, it was there, boring. There were a lot of cool things. Uh, but yeah, so below, you choose, uh. below Dawn of Justice, uh, below Venom, uh, above Rise of the Silver Surfer. I can live with that. Alrighty. <laughs> so that is where we are putting Black Adam at number 88. Between Hierarchy Venom of Power, man. And Fantastic Four, The Rise of the Silver Surfer. And I will say that I do wish they would consider uh, a sequel. Yeah. I, I think The Rock is, is good in this role. Uh, if he was going to be anywhere in any comic universe... Black Adam yeah. is where it should be, and there are things they could explore. I know they won't. I will say we'll see how Shazam Two ends. I uh, would fair. I, I have well, to. It makes me want Cavill to be Superman. Absolutely. I'm, it would be fun to see all three of them together in a movie. I have to say that I am pleased as punch that there is likely to never be a sequel to this movie. Yeah. <laughs> but um, yeah, that said it's 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 done black adam is done next week on harmless phosphorescence we are going to be watching black panther wakanda forever oh, i'm watching man. it right now <laughs> it's it so sad <laughs> saddest marvel movie i think yeah absolutely and that is going to be the last movie in our series before we go back and catch up on the ones we missed. Because Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantumania is still in theaters. Um, yep. And we're not we're, we're, we're not going to cover it until we get through Phase 4. MCU Phase 4 is the end of the first part of our first season. I'm still marking all of our all of our episodes season <laughs> 1. Black Panther 2 is going to be the last episode of season one, guys. 
Year wow. three, season one. Yep. yep. So that is it. We will thank you, everybody, for hanging out with us. Uh, this has been your host, Rose Smiley. I'm just going to say Shazam so we can all go home. <laughs> um, I'm Josh, but you can call me Teth CC. Romy over the horizon. I'm Brian Lesh. I'm Alaric Weber, and I'm still waiting for my lack of bald spot to pay off. Chicks love it, there's man. All, there's always Curly wigs. on the outside, smooth on the inside. <laughs> inside out. Weird. <laughs> yeah. Ooh. Uh, all right. We'll see you next time, everybody. Bye. Bye. Bye.